Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyerup904.com. It's good time on a Monday morning. Still locked in victory formation. You are locked into the drill. And what in the world was that? Wow. Huge wows for the Jags and the history they made on Saturday night. You're very well aware of that by now. I mean, the newest, you know, intel is moving on, baby. And we'll get into that as we move along. We will certainly hit the highlights with uh, yesterday being an off day here locally. Happy MLK Day to all you out there getting up and going. If you're having to work on the holiday, like my man E.T. in there. Morning, my friend. Yeah. Oh, he was bopping around that stadium complex on Saturday. I promise you that. So, history made, right? Down 27-0, and look where we are. Boy, what a happy locker room it was for Doug Peterson and his guys yet again. This is six in a row, and man, the last two just seem to be building the drama. I can honestly say, man, I can honestly say this in all my years of being around this game and being around what we did in the first half compared to the second half. Okay, this one goes down. This one goes down as one of the greatest, greatest, okay, greatest victories I've ever had. And I, you know, hey, you know, you know me and you know my heart. This is not about me. This is about us. This is about us. Defense, you balled your you know what what we talked about at halftime of just hanging together one play at a time mentality defense was going to go get the stops we were going to get the ball we were going to punch it in the end zone score every drive if we had to okay and you did offensively you did great job Riley. But I'm going to tell you something, guys. I'm proud of you for this reason. You, you, you have faith in yourself. You have faith in each other. You keep encouraging one another like we talk about all the time. And you believe. You know, belief is about understanding that you can get it done, right? And then it gets done, right? It just can't happen and then you have belief. Right? And that's what faith is about. And you guys have it. But hey, before before we get out of here, we gotta get at least one. You ready? One, two, three. Hey, there were so many plays, offense, defense, special teams, but with three seconds left, it came into one I'll tell you what. If that don't put cream in your coffee this morning, I don't know what will. There you go. That's what a victorious winning. Listen, b- belief is a cliche, right? We hear it so much in sports. What, did the teams that lost this weekend, did they not have belief in each other? But, uh, boy, this is a team that just 1 million percent embolizes that that belief. They just keep doing it over and over. And from the depths of despair on Saturday night, I don't care who you are. And uh, your level of dread, certainly, that can fluctuate. There's not many among us down 27 nothing who said the Jags are winning today. Come on now. 
may not have been t- totally out of it. I sat next to Dan in the press box all night and literally we had the conversation, get a touchdown here at the end of the half, get it to 27-7, get a three and out and score and get it 27-14 midway through the third and we'll have a ball game and doggone it if that's not what they did. They scored every time they had the ball until the kneel down in the second half. I mean, uh, 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 no kneel down until they kicked the winner. They took the ball and scored every single time, man. The dichotomy of Trevor's night, we'll get into to a second, to some of the things that you heard Jug Peterson speak to right there. The defense balled, man. They kept them in the game. with. I mean, we just kept giving it to them in the first half and giving it to them in short fields. And to only be – it could have been 38 to nothing rather than, than 27 nothing. And the defense in the second half completely shut them down, held them to three points. Don't lose that in, in the Trevor aura, which is also deserved. Needless to say. And then in case you didn't hear what Doug Peterson said there and got the loudest ovation and the guys really got, he said Riley, as in Riley Patterson, the kicker who came out and, man, you want to talk about a clutch kick. The Chargers had a less pressured kick earlier in the quarter. How'd that go? What a big miss that was. Gave the Jags good field position, and they scored again. The two-point conversion, you're like, what, really? Are we sure? Hey, Doug, you know what the score is? That decision played out perfectly. We're going to go through the nuance of, man, uh, I, it, whatever we're ranking in Jaguars history, we want to rank home games, we want to rank playoff wins, we want to rank how whatever we want to rank. That one on Saturday night just made it up into the top two or three in any list that we have. And, wow, the, the way it happened – just, you know, unbelievable. Doesn't get any easier. We've talked about that. Hmm. Where are we going next, DT? Get your barbecue sauce ready. Here we come, Chiefs. Kansas City, here I come. We need to spot you 30. What you want? Going to Kansas City. Load it up. Kansas City, here I come. Fly west. They got some crazy little women there, and I'm gonna get me one. Go get me one, or two, or three. They better lock them up. Gonna be standing on the corner, 12th Street and Bun. Just pop that barbecue right on the plastic tray. Gonna be standing on the corner. Don't need any plates, silverware. Oh, I'm sliding, I'm sliding. We're going to eat us up a double. That's what we're going to do. Here we come, Chiefs. Here we come, Patrick Mahomes. And your brother. You best be ready. I might take the train. I might take the plane. Skirt, skirt. But if I have to walk. Here we come, Kansas City. I'm going to Kansas City. Uh-huh. Kansas City, here I come. Here we They got some crazy little Let's go. Let's go. Ah, uh, but you know, yeah. What's up? Uh huh. Ah, uh, yeah. We may just do a stomp while we're there. We'll do yeah. a stomp. Yeah. <laughs> next. Who next? Next. So there we go. Uh, 
Uh, your Jacksonville Jaguars. Moving on to Kansas City, where those top-seeded Chiefs don't know what they're in for. The Chiefs and Jags, uh, again, it'll be a regular season rematch. And we'll point out what kind of went right and, and wrong that day in Kansas City. What that what was that, like a 10-point game? 27-17, maybe? Yep, yep. Yeah, the Jags don't score 17 points anymore, gang. That's point number one here, um, although the, uh, the Titans might say that it's doable. But <laughs> for the record, that was 20. Um, I, I, I think the way I would at first glance look at this game, you know, at first glance, I would look at it as the Jaguars are much improved from the team that went to Kansas City earlier this year. And the Chiefs are the same really good team that the Jaguars faced when they went to Kansas City earlier this year. So we'll have some fun looking back on that game, but not as much fun as we're going to have looking back to Saturday night from start to finish Jags fan. This is, we had forgotten what the excitement of having an NFL franchise really feels like we had, we've experienced this kind of atmosphere. A man outside of, of Miami, Tennessee in the 99 postseason, I've not seen it show up back to back weeks like it did. I mean, and if you were down around that stadium complex, and man, just to thank my lucky stars, I'm fortunate enough to, to have been for each of them. Uh, uh, I know most of us, I do. You know, we're talking about an eight, nine-hour day you're putting in. You're going to get down there four or five o'clock. You're going to get good and ready for the game. Again, kudos. You're in your seats. You're loud when the game begins. Off the get-go, the team was getting just hammered, and you, you hung in there. You took a little sabbatical at halftime. You may have stayed inside just a little bit longer to get warm. But when the game was on the line in the end, it looked just as packed as it did at the opening kick. I'm sure there are some who are going to regret till the day they die. They left at the half. And it, it's look, when it went 27 nothing late first, it'd be hard to find somebody who knew they were going to win. And, and again, I will, I'll be honest. I'm not, you know, going to claim – claim anything erroneous, I'd, I had not given up on the game at that point. I hadn't. You know, and again, the formula had to be, you know, for one, Trevor just just had to pick himself up out of his malaise. What an un- unbelievable job he did of doing that. Get, get that score before the half. It, come out, get a stop, and get another one, and then hold on now. You know, you get it to 27-14, and you're still, you know, somewhere around the middle of the third quarter, and then who could have known how unbelievably well that defense would play in the second half? Kudos to go around to a lot of guys on that defense on Saturday night. And to pick up, to, to, not, to not give in or give up when the Chargers were just boat racing us. Man, look, I said it before, belief can kind of be used as a cliche. We hear it so much, but man, it's real down there today as they report for duty. I promise you that. But E.T. Trevor Lawrence, I, th- this is going to sound kind of strange. And if you ever asked me this pre-game, I would never take the option as it played out. But all things considered, I almost feel better and more emboldened. I almost feel it's even more of a positive in his first playoff start that Trevor Lawrence won the game the way he did the other night rather than just come out and roll through 60 minutes and go home 24-13. And I almost feel like it, 
the positives that you can take from that game the other night are much more strengthening, much, much greater than if you'd have just won a game like they say won in L.A. earlier this year. It, look, (laughs) Taylor two halves, we can do do all kinds of, you know, fun little things with what happened, but the, the reality is this, an NFL quarterback in national prime time at home threw the ball to the other team four times in the first half. Each interception progressively worse. I have seen this movie. That quarterback doesn't make it until the end of the game. He it goes into a, 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 a cave that he does not come out from for that day, for that game. You gave it a good try, kid. Go ahead. Better luck next time. Don't let this define you. But, E.T., we got us a dog there at, at quarterback, don't we? We got a D-O-G dog. In fact, if you don't believe me, did you hear Trevor's interview on NBC right after the game? They caught up with Trevor Lawrence on the field. This right after the game, right after engineering this dog performance and the comeback win. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. If you, if you don't speak dog. Down boy. Yeah, if you don't speak dog. I can translate for you. We'll put that somewhere on put that somewhere on the website. Hell, Trev. We got us Sheesh. we got us a dog. And then Trevor did just the most Trevor Jacksonville thing after the game, didn't he? Slide to uh, the Waffle House. My man goes to the Waffle House. Did you see what he was wearing? Did you see his t shirt? <laughs> no. He, my man, Trevor, it's like he's at Cartersville High School and they just beat Jonesboro. Okay. My man engineers the Third biggest comeback in playoff history. The fifth biggest comeback in in NFL history. And he rolls with his posse to the Waffle House. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. They had had us in the first half. He he tweeted that out, too. Like a meme from, like, a high school kid. Not going to lie. They they had us in the first half. (laughs) Yeah, my man goes to the Waffle House. I mean, it's just the the Jacksonville-ish, Trevor-ish. Thing he walked in, of course they gave him the, the the round of applause. He took the photos with the with the workers. No, but the T-shirt, you know, he's wearing. It was always the Jags. I mean, it's honestly, it's like, I mean, it's like they just won the homecoming game in in you know some mid Georgia town somewhere. But wow, wow, just just wow. It's just guys so fulfilling. It just feels so awesome. It was awesome to spend yesterday watching games, knowing that it had an impact on your favorite team. It's been a long time. And, and the prospects of going and facing the number one Chiefs, I, I'm not daunted, man. I'm not. But, you know, we got we got two parts Jaguars coverage today, and I still think we, you know, with, with the day off of Sunday and just getting back here, let's get it down in victory formation. Uh, let's celebrate what this team has become, where they stand right now with just eight teams remaining in the NFL uh, the Jags are as hot as anyone. The Bills also have a long win streak, but the way the Jaguars are winning football, this cardiac cat um, aura that they have that they have engulfed themselves in, I'm not sure the magic has run out. I am not at all sure that the Jags are going to, you know, feel really good about the progress they made this year and give it a good try, but Kansas City is Kansas City. There's not a part of me that doesn't think this football team can't win again next week. 
And by the way, got that little Saturday slot. The dogs, Mr. Saturday, don't forget the dog ain't lost on Saturday in a game that's real. Huh? High school, college, pro, Trevor Lawrence never lost on Saturday. Thank you, NFL. Thank you. I see what you did to us, NFL, by the way. You gave us, uh, you know, there was no way we were pulling play on Sunday and get an extra day to get ready for those, those Chiefs. In fact, Jags, we're going to make you the early game on Sunday. We want you as least prepared as possible. We've got this big extravaganza we're planning in Atlanta between the Chiefs and the Bills. So if y'all could just stay out of the way, you know, good job, little man. Move along. Uh-uh. That ain't our mentality. Kansas City, here we come, baby. You're going to hear from Doug Peters. You're going to hear from Trevor Lawrence. We are going to set the playoff schedule because that's, you know, part of the big news that you may be waking up to when you went to bed. Uh, perhaps you uh, didn't know the exact itinerary, but, yeah, it'll be the 4.30 Saturday afternoon, which means our coverage will get going here, you know, before noon on Saturday. We are excited as a radio station. We are excited to be the conduit for you from the Jaguars to, to general population as we are all just revved, aren't we? How good does it feel this morning? It's the Monday Morning Quarterback, DivorceMenOnly.com. Uh, thanks for being up and at him with us. If you're not uh, able to enjoy today's national holiday, happy MLK, MLK Day to those out there um, getting up and going as well. All right, we're back. We're going to hear from the winners when we return on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Cook puts it down. Patterson's kick is up. The field goal is good! 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 The Jaguars have won it! The Jaguars have won it! They have come back from 27-0 to win the game and move on! How good is that? Oh, it's real good, Frank Frangie. It's real good. I, I, Frank is at his best when organically a huge moment happens in front of him, to me. He's, I, those are the, the calls that I remember. The Rayshon Jenkins call. That call there. What a comeback. To finish off the third biggest playoff comeback uh, in NFL history. I see on the text line, I said it shot up into the top two. Uh, you, you, really pondering now. As a guy who was in the stadium when Morton Anderson mm-hmm. missed wide left. Mm-hmm. I think we have the biggest home win in the, in the history that of the might franchise. Be number one, man. Saturday. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah, twenty-seven. Why losing a game? Why winning a game over Atlanta just to get you into the postseason? Why would that stand as any bigger than one that was actually in the postseason? And you made NFL history doing it. Why not? So yeah, I, I, I you know, that can span the generations of Jag fandom. You know, a lot of young cats, a lot of you guys out there now in your twenties and thirties. That's what the a lot of us Jaguar fans now were when the team came around. And so that game was was our game, was that generation's game, the Morton Anderson miss. But con- considering the stakes, considering where this, where I expect this win to catapult us. Look, I expect the Jaguars now to enter that domain of Burrow and Allen and Mahomes. And, you know, next year at this time, we're going to begin. We're going to be looking at a Final Four matchup in our conference to see where things bear out. I I, I can see... No reason why that's that's not going to happen. And look, there, there, there's a lot. To, can we hear from Trevor real quick? Do you have Trevor again queued up? Trevor again about the win? Okay. Right, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. We got us a dog at quarterback now. A-D-O-G now. You got that little pink thing hanging he, up. Yeah, he's ready. <laughs> he's ready. <laughs> 
Um, but there are other, you know, nuances to, to the game from the other night that just, I, I mean, what remarkable progress Doug Peterson has made. Again, if you went by my system, which is I wish they had how they – I wish that they named Coach of the Year and Rookie of the Year and MVP. Oh, wish they did it all when the, when the season had played out, when the postseason is over. And right now it would be a two-horse race, man. Doug Peterson and Brian Dayball, the only two in the conversation, if you ask me. There are other good seasons, and guys are doing a lot. What, what Kyle Shanahan's doing with a third-string quarterback is remarkable. But – Bro, we're a team that had the number one pick in back-to-back years. We're 4-29, and man, the last two years. And just the, 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 when we listened to Doug Peterson in the beginning when he was talking, right, when he talked to the team from the locker room, he hit the three things that define a, a winning effort. He, he, you, he could literally have put the win on the defense, who held him to three points in the second half and despite just getting pounded with body shot after body shot, kept him in the game in the first half. You could have credited the offense, which overcame its own mistakes, to to literally be unstoppable in the second half and score every time they had the football. Four touchdowns and a field goal winner. Or you could put it on the special teams. A kicker who has come an awful long way in the last three months. From a guy blowing field goals right and left and, you know, costing the Jaguars game flow and and points on the scoreboard earlier in the season to come out and knock that thing through and get the game winner. Offense, defense, special teams. You can't draw it up any more impressively, any more dominant than that. Here's today's Shazam Spotlight brought to you by our friends at Murray Ford. Hey, man, you feeling good about the Jags? Go buy a new truck. Treat yourself. And when you do, make sure to use my friends at um, either of the the Murray locations. You got Murray Ford and Stark, and um, just over the border. And then you have a, a Murray Superstore with Dodge, uh, Jeep, Ram, all those good things down there in in Stark as well. But look, it's easy to get caught up in, again in the comeback that Trevor put together. But it, not just. The stifling, suffocating defensive effort that the guys gave us this past Saturday night. They held the Chargers to three. But here's the Shazam spotlight. The Jaguars now have not allowed a second-half touchdown since week 15 against the Cowboys. They've only given up two total second-half touchdowns since the Lions game. That's six games, two total second-half touchdowns. So these miracles that Trevor and the offense are pulling out of the hat against Dallas, uh, against the Titans, against on the biggest stage now, the the Chargers on Saturday night. I mean, they are only in this position because the defense is playing a different level of football than they played during the losing streak, right? Where Trevor and the offense would win games in the fourth quarter and the defense would just turn right around and give the winning score back up. That happened two or three or four times. And it's, it's not happening anymore. And plenty of guys to call out from that defense the other night. I thought Roy Robertson Harris earned every penny of the free agency money he was played a couple, couple years ago. That's another dog. He seemed to be in that backfield every time I looked up. And I think it played out that way. I mean, he, he had a sack. He had like four tackles for loss. He had a bunch of solos. Batted two passes at the line. Jags, Jags in the set. They, they completely... You know, they made him one-dimensional. 
and, and Herbert and and that passing attack, boy, they they were frustrating the other night. They had some third down conversions, long third and eight to third and fifteen. They hit three or four or five of those, and it was maddening. But the Jags defense at the end of the day only gave up three in in the second half, and it allowed the Jags to come back and win. All right, the fourth down call by Doug Peterson. Oh wow. The Jags are moving along. We all feel, again, going for two and Trevor sticking it out and getting it. That's not as easy as it looks. Ask the Baltimore Ravens, who lost a playoff game last night. The game was tied. They had the ball on Cincinnati's two-foot line. They tried the up-and-over move, and the quarterback, Tyler Huntley, didn't get the ball to the goal line. The Bengals knocked it out and took it 98 for the score. The Ravens lost their football game because of that exact play. Now, because this was a conversion that, that risk wasn't there, but it was certainly a risky, ballsy call, wasn't it? To go for two? I mean, you've fought all the way back now, and you've got it to 30 to 26. You you kicked the extra point, right? And right. You, you put yourself in a position to tie it with a field goal. But it ended up being the perfect call from this standpoint, too. Let's say they did not get the two-pointer, and they were down 30 to 26. Guess what would have happened? They just got a touchdown there. I mean, right? They ran the last 48 seconds off the clock. They got it down to the 20-yard line. They weren't stopping them. If the Jags had needed that touchdown there, we would have just had a, another, you know, mode of celebration. We would have got a late touchdown, and we would have won the game 33-30. to Whatevs. But still, at the time, I mean, I, it was a head-scratcher for me. I was not down with going for two there. I was not. Huh? No, I want to get that point. And so if you'll go at the end, if something, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. You need a 54-yarder to tie, you know, as it turned out, it worked and it was a great call. And, and yeah, Easy to say in hindsight, yeah. yeah. No, but at the time, no. Oh, for I, sure, yeah. Now, I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the dumbest thing ever. I was like, oof, I don't know about this one, man. That's how I was. Yeah, I'd kick this, man. I'd kick it and get to win three, but – Got the two, and that turned what would have been a game-tying kick into a game-winning kick. Come just on, somebody. Euphoria to be down walking around that stadium complex as that game ended. The fans filing down oh. in waves, just you know, doing the Duval chant, just high-fiving and smiles. It's a great thing about the Jaguars winning. It's all of us, man. It's the dude who owns the pizza shop. It's the dude making the pizza. It's the dude delivering the pizza. And it's the dude ordering the pizza, man. It's everything. Everybody. Right? There Even ain't no. that stadium. Right. Oh, my There's God. There's no employment level or education level or color or sex. It's all of us. It's, it's all one. Right? <laughs> all is one rolling down those, those ramps, man. Oof. Just feels so doggone stinking awesome. Back to that fourth down play call. So the Jags have gotten it within two. Suddenly, though, they're at like the what? The, about between the 40 and 45-yard line. They they had that little meek, little meager rollout where Trevor threw it at like Christian Kirk's feet. And suddenly, uh-oh, we got fourth and short here to keep this game alive. Because up until then, the Jags really, I mean, we didn't face a lot of drama. We were just moving the ball down the field the whole, the whole second half. We didn't have a bunch of long third down conversion. We got a real that offsides at that one point in the third quarter where they had sacked Trevor. Yep. And, and but the offside negated that, and then they ended up uh, getting the first there. That was a huge play. But we didn't have to do a lot. We were just boom getting it down the field and, and scoring. But suddenly, and, and even that drive, right? We took over at the twenty, and pff, we were at the forty-five before you could blink. And then, uh, wait, what now? Boom! Oh, Etn, what? Just short on the on the second down play, gave us third and a little bitty, you know, yard to go. And well, uh oh, uh oh, now it's all down to this fourth and one. 
We <laughs> suddenly this is it. This is the game. It is fourth and one with you know less than a minute to go. It is fourth and one, and Doug Peterson came up with a call. They run the ball with ETN, tries to get the corner. He does. 35, 30, 25. He is going to get wrestled to the ground at the 15-yard line. What a play call. It looked like the old T formation, and they handed it to ETN. It did. It looked he like a high school formation. 15-yard line. <laughs> if you played high school football, you're familiar with that, that look. Tee. And here's what it looked, and here's why the play was so doggone good. What's the new fad now, right? on these quarterback sneaks. You run two or three guys right up his rectum and you've helped push him across right, the line yeah. of scrimmage. Uh-huh. And so that formation looks like that's what's going to happen. And to trust Travis Etienne's speed to make the corner, that dude had an angle. One of the linebackers somewhat sniffed it out and said, uh-oh, well, he beat him around the corner or down the sideline and away he went. What a fourth down call by Doug Peterson. And at that point, the Jags just sat on the ball, kicked the game winner. The the faith of, you know, belief is the is the buzzword down there. Belief. Guys believing in each other. The team believing the offense can come back. The offense believing the defense will hold them until then. And the belief that if special teams come into play, they will also do their job and make the play. And lo and behold, Kansas City, here we come. Trevor Lawrence is playing a lot of big football games. He's getting his socks blown off, though, by what's happening here in Jacksonville these last few weeks. Uh, Trevor came to, to town, you know, as the savior of this franchise, the number one overall pick, a guy everyone had been, you know, targeting and hoping for since he first went to Clemson. The Jags were able to grab him, and in year one, we got to see nothing. The Urban Meyer debacle ended in a in a lost year uh, for Trevor Lawrence. But if you forgot he was a dog, he reminded us this year a more than solid regular season. And again, in a weird way, because of how the game ended, I would rather Trevor have had faced the adversity and thrown the four interceptions and picked himself up and proved that the winning DNA would overcome that and win the way he did on Saturday rather than just coasting to a win. But this one should be, this is, this is a life changer for this franchise. This is a life changer. We're gonna talk about this forever. You well, and and it's gonna and it's gonna bear out forever because you put Trevor Lawrence, a quarterback of an NFL team with high visibility and high expectations, you put him in the toughest spot you can put an NFL quarterback. He put himself there. Doesn't matter. He was in the toughest spot that an NFL quarterback could be in, and I'm not sure how many, not Mahomes or Allen or Burrow or Brady, can come back from 27 nothing at home and win a football game. That's your quarterback, Jacksonville. Hey, Trevor, where's this, where's this game going to rank for you all time, considering the big ones, Mr. Saturday Night You, It's up there. It's, uh, it's a special one. Definitely one I'll never forget. Um, first playoff win, like we talked about, obviously, the ups and downs of the game. Um, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. So it's special and just there's something about this team, you know, just the way we've been able to stick together. It's really, honestly kind of leaves you speechless sometimes just how, how like I've, I've said it a million times but just the belief it's it's really cool so I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it and um, you know just the beginning for us thank you all. thank you thank you now if you don't mind hold my syrup I'm gonna go to Waffle House <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, Jack Van I handed it to you last week I'm gonna do it again you, you own some of this win Saturday night this stadium transformation I'm not sure that 
even here in town, we realized just what we were sitting on as a fan base. It's been so long, but the leaf has turned over. I've been here through all the successes and failures. This is as legitimate and fiery and supportive a fan base as the team has ever had. And that goes back to the nineties. Y'all sat through a desperate situation. You never gave up hope and you helped lift this Jaguars team to that win, man. They don't win that game on the road. They lose that game 41 to 10. But just pat on the back. That's the last home game. We can't play another one at home now. The results yesterday bore that out. We'll, we're going to have a quick hit or of the of the NFL landscape, the playoff landscape as it stands now with the football fix next segment. But Jag fan, high five, gang. It was always you. And then, like, I've been listening to national radio all weekend. Uh-huh. All you hear is the Jags praises. They talk about Trevor's performance, his comeback. Yeah. Like, we're the talk of the nation And, right and when you go and you show those videos, you see a rabid fan base that defies all of these little jokes that they like to make at our at our, right. at our expense. I mean, yeah, not a lot of fan bases that would have been there like they were in the fourth quarter when that comeback was finished off. There's not. I, on a cold Saturday night where you know if you invest, you're going to be investing until 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning to not take that window down 27 nothing and grab your family at 5 and eh, watch it from the heater and the sofa. Right. Not many did that. Some did. Not many. When that game went you know, down to the very wire, it sure felt like everybody was still in the stadium. It did. That bud zone was packed. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It was. It, and you feel it. And it's awesome. It's such an awesome feeling to have that. Uh, back here, hopefully for many, many more uh, outcomes to come. Six four one ten ten. That's a phone number. It is the Monday morning quarterback. We'll come back with the football fix. I wanted to bring Larry in first. He's on the fair and fair phone line. Good morning, Larry. Pross, what is up, man? <laughs> what is up, my man, dude? Dude, you know, you know the text I sent you, man. Oh, yeah. First, I want to say, man, I've been in every single game in that stadium. Okay, with the exception of one when my daughter was born, I have never, ever, ever, ever seen the crowd like like it was. Dude, I saw two people that were about to fight uh, at the halftime literally hug and kiss each other, okay? (laughs) Two dudes kissed each other at the end of the game, man. It was just incredible. Incredible. Uh My nephew, I told you, man, my nephew sent me a text. He's a Titans fan, sent me a text that, Hey, y'all need a miracle on Larry now. I said, man, I think Jesus would have to suit up to help us win this game. I, I'll never play with the Lord that way again. Because yeah. he must have came. He came and showed, man. I'm yeah. telling you, the belief, the power is incredible right now. I guarantee you Patrick Mahomes was not rooting for anybody to win that was going to make him face us. Nobody wants to face the Jags right now, man, because nobody knows what they can do. They I- believe they can do anything. It's incredible. Well, and they have the, you know, the night. Uh, thank you, Larry, for the phone call. I appreciate it, man. Revel in it. You, you like many that I know, so many I know deserve this. Um, you know, been, been through the, 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 the small amount of thick and the long stretches of thin uh, for a long time around here. It, look, there's a difference here with this football team, too. Like the 96 team got hot and they won and, and ultimately proved to be really, really, really talented, but they weren't there yet. Jimmy Smith wasn't Jimmy Smith yet. Um, I'm thinking more of the 96. Fred Taylor wasn't even here yet. You know, that was a team just, a, you know, uh, 
And it was a very good team. I mean, he's got a Hall of Fame a tackle, Mark Brunel, multi-pro bowler, and Tom Coughlin was an excellent coach. So I, I don't mean to undersell him. But this team feels like more legit. Well, for example, that team went on the road and faced the number one team in the AFC, and they were like 18-point underdogs, the Broncos. This team's going to go on the road and face a really good team, and they're, I think, an opening line, a nine-point underdog uh, at Kansas City. Uh, man, I may not have dominated the Friday five-pack, but I'd be willing to put just about anything I have that we cover nine. Who are you kidding, Vegas? I don't know what you've been watching. I hear from Doug Peterson when we come back, and I'll take a quick trip around the NFL with a football fix. Uh, we are loaded up with Jag Talk, all kinds of news and notes and nuances. Uh, our experience, Hick and I watching the game together in the press co- in the uh, press box on Saturday night, and it, it was well worth any investment that you made as a fan to get down to that stadium on Saturday and. By golly, the second week in a row, the Jags have outdone themselves. This is the drill. It's the Monday morning quarterback, divorcementonly.com. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. Yeah. I've watched Jags football for 28 years, had a few great wins here and there. But loss after loss, fans run off, quarterbacks change, been fired by the balls, count on one hand. Moments at the bank for the fans. No, there ain't much, man. Urban let us down, fam. Trevor Lawrence, that boy never broke our heart. That golden hair and winning flair, we loved him right from the start. 27 X football heaven for the boy with the rocket arm. Cause Trevor Lawrence, he ain't gonna break our heart. No, ever. Come on. He was a Cartersville, George baby. He threw four picks. He made his fans crazy. It was red zone time. He threw four scores. Bank was rocking like never before. Trevor Lawrence, that boy never broke our heart. At 23, he's playing free. What a playoff start. When Frank Gore scored, we all were floored. The tanking was oh so smart. Cause we knew Trevor Lawrence was never gonna break our heart. Yeah! You know it! Come on! See at the Waffle House! He's one of us! And we love him! Yeah! <laughs> All right, let's go. A video. Where's that going to appear? I want to watch my video. I don't know. How'd you do? I thought I did excellent. I didn't get crazy. <laughs> I just kept it in frame. But yeah, pulled out the cowboy hat, ET. Man. Went full out there. Full cowboy full hat, full regalia. Had I to thought get for mood. a second you were going to go, I'm a long haired son of a sinner, but I know that's not true about <laughs> Trevor, so. I picked up on it there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I yeah, look, what are you going to say? Well, I mean, you got to celebrate. What are you going to do? I mean, well, it's unbelievable. Uh, it's it's just an unreal, positive, joyous, fulfilling feeling around here, and I'm not near ready to say it's over. No. Right? No. No, let's uh, 
And we'll talk about you're Kansas kind of, City You're kind of depleted week. right now. You gave a lot coming in. I mean, it's well, like, it's, I'm, right? I'm, it's out. Like, yeah. I'm out of juice here, man. I mean, I just, just put it all out there for the Googies. Nice. You yeah. know. Well, good. They expected I mean, he, that. He loved it. He did. Uh, sure. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Get her, Dan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> e, by the way, I got a great report on E. What, what do we got? Oh, yeah, I've been the best for thing this. about I got, Saturday night. I got to hear this, too. Well, we got to go to, apparently, we got to go to the late, late postgame show. The late one. <laughs> yeah. The guy even laughing. I think I know what's yeah, coming Yeah, it's in. shades of Taylor Dow. Uh, uh, hello. Oh, he called, the, uh, he called one of the natties. That's the what natties. I'm hearing. No, not the natties. Oh, here. Called our own. It was like, uh, yeah, it was about, uh, I was now, it was a late night for Danny because we had TV and stuff. So, and it was exciting and, you know, you kind of geeked up. So, it was about 2.45-y. It was late, late. About 2.45, the phone rings on the uh, fifth quarter show with, I believe it's like Hacker and Big Leon and maybe Coach, Coach. Campo. Uh-huh. Those are late nights. Campo yeah. goes deep, man. We see him oh, up yeah. in the press box with us. Oh, Co- yeah. Coach is in here ready to bring it. And about 2.45, the phone rang, and we went to the caller. Go ahead, caller. Okay. Come and- on, somebody. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Represent. He was... I was jacked up on, I was jacked up on Mountain Dew. Yeah, that's what it was. It was the Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the mixer? Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee. Uh, that's uh-huh. guy. So anyway, it was um it was uh it was a great night. It was just a great night. And so much excitement and 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 the game was incredible. One of the things that we haven't really at least I didn't talk about yesterday and we had a lot of TV yesterday. But, again, there's so many accolades to Trevor. And one of the things I haven't mentioned to you is just the, the, but the deeper dive into a person who could be so bad in what was so important to him but not flinch. Well, that's a mental toughness that yeah, champions that, are made of. Like who, like, who has that? It seems weird, Hick. I think it's almost better, more empowering, and speaks to the future – that he won the game the way he did the other day than if he'd have just won it like they did in L.A. Right. I, I mean, only because the outcome was that. If you can come back from 27 nothing and four interceptions, yeah. there is not – he'll he'll not have a bigger wall Correct. in the rest of his career. Right. And, and, so, he's, and he's climbed it and conquered it. And I, and I said on Saturday night, and I feel like this is just that winning DNA the kid has. He's got the winning DNA. Yeah, 100%. And, and, but but I, that's what I marvel at more than anything. And there were a lot of – bumps in the road during the game. I mean, didn't he, he cut his hand. It was bleeding, I think. Uh, his left hand, he had to go over to the sideline, get treatment real quick, run back in, didn't flinch. But think about any quarterback at any level, high school, college, pro, um, uh, uh, to, to throw four picks on the national stage where everybody's watching you, okay? Yeah. And, it's, and you're so bad and whether it's your fault or not, whatever's happening, but to not fall apart, to not go on the sideline and say, go ahead and take me out, to not, get, to not dig a hole and climb into it, to not have tears streaming down your face. I mean, the kid has got... To maintain the confidence. I mean, what a mental his toughness. His demeanor don't change. No, and, and you know, you could see it in his eyes, though, the look as he's walking off the field uh, after the picks. You're like, oh, he my. He kind of has that Peyton Manning smile frown someone wrote. I thought that was a good description yeah. where he's just kind of like a, like a yeah. Peyton Manning. Mm. Like, what am I doing? Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, each, and each interception, by the way, got progressively worse. Yeah. 
Like, well, maybe the first one was bad, but the second one you, you could argue the guy got that that they was interfered with. But then the next they were just bad. But Man. now we've got five and and listen, maybe looking back on the season, the losses early were good. The tough losses, because now we have five comeback wins of nine points or more, right? I mean, we were down off oh, top of my head, the Raiders were beating us seventeen to nothing. Okay, yep. and we had to snap the losing streak. I think that was the game we snapped the losing streak. We were down to the Ravens, nineteen to ten. We were down to the Cowboys, twenty-seven to ten. We were down to the Titans, ten nothing. Never flinched, but now this twenty-seven to nothing. Twenty-seven in the, in the playoffs to in the playoffs. And, I mean, credit by the way, a fan base for riding it out to the very yeah, end. There may have great. been a, a few hundred that maybe left, and I don't. I get why that would have happened on a cold night. It was twenty-seven yeah. nothing. But you know, we sat next to each other in the press box. Mm-hmm. It's quality time. I enjoyed that. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't feel like that was returned. <laughs> no, no I mean, did you feel that? Was I thought you were being a little facetious. I wasn't no. at all. I was like being serious. I enjoyed the evening of uh, hanging out. You see what he did to me there? He just brushed that I off. I mean, just brushed it right off. Um, but but we <laughs> we said, you know, maybe just. With a touch of cynicism, mm-hmm. even 27 nothing. Right. that touchdown they got before the half oh, was, was huge. so huge. huge. But we said, all right, look, you know, I'm throwing Hicks scenarios. I'm like, all right, Hicks, look, we scored 27-7. Right. You stop them and get the ball. If you can make it 27-14 midway through the third, mm-hmm. you know, we we could be in the game. And right. sure enough, and this defense hadn't gotten enough credit the last month. No, they were great They could because the Chargers could not run the ball. And so they only ran it eight times in the second half, which means they could not kill the clock which afforded Jacksonville the opportunities to get the football back and score. And then they would hold them to a field goal here, a field goal there. There were a lot of point-blank shots that the Chargers had where they didn't score touchdowns and had to settle for three. And then the missed field goal was huge. huge. And then and then it was on. And then, you know, to get the two-point, because Bosa, you know. Lost his helmet. Lost his head. That's what he did. What I mean. He lost his everything. Yeah. Lost his composure. I'm losing my composure. Yeah. I was going to old school him right there. That's another scene from old school you would enjoy. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm going to get on it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that that occurred. And, and, and you're right. And the fans, you know, I mean, I think we've learned our lesson, though. I mean, how, there's probably been Cardiac times cats. during the season yeah. where we'd leave. Ah, oh, the Cowboys is 27-10. Raiders. I'm out of here. Yeah. Oh, Raiders 17-0. I'm out of here. So, I think they've learned their lesson. or We've all learned our lesson. Look, we were tracking his his passer rating. Yeah. Uh, it was 0.0. It was Blutarski. Like, like after the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, he not, was, not a few throws in. He had a 0.0 passer rating. Four of 16 for 30 yards with... Two or three picks. I mean, it was four. At one point, he had four completions and four picks. Yeah, he yeah. had more completions to Asante Samuel than anyone else. Yeah, that's how bad it was. Yeah. I mean, it was a nightmare. Give Doug Peterson credit for figuring something out too, Hick. And I know Trevor got better, but the beginning of that game for the whole first half, it looked like the Chargers were playing with thirteen defenders everywhere we threw the ball. It seemed there were two or three guys near. Right. We opened up some space and some lanes, and this guy is an unbelievable coach. On on top of. You know, on top of everything else. You know that Jaguars defense hasn't given up a second-half touchdown uh-huh. since the Cowboys game? They've given up two second-half touchdowns since the Lions game. That's six games and two total second-half touchdowns. So all this Trevor magic and, and in some cases, putting away games, this defense is playing, I don't know where it came from. I mean, what a turnaround for a defense that could not get a crucial stop for two months of the season. And, and... Look out, Chiefs. Kansas City, here we come. And we're not oh, yeah. coming out there to, you know, show you how lucky we've been. No. 
and and wow, total team effort too, Hick. When you start throwing around the cliche that we can take it as his belief and those, you know, those, those things that they say in locker rooms. I mean, consider this. The four touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Evan yeah, Ingram. Yeah. Tra- uh, Travis Etienne, 109 yards rushing, including that clinching run around the end. Yeah. Uh, the defense, I mean, for Roy Robertson Harris played the game of his life. He was in the backfield yeah. the whole day. He, had, he did something like I think no one's ever done in the postseason. Did he, you see that? He batted two balls down. He had yeah. four tackles for a loss. One was a sack. Yeah. I mean, it was just – and other guys on the defense played played – yeah, terrific as well. Yeah, it was a it was a great. And then you have a kicker kick through a game winner in the most pressure packed of situations. A kicker, who I will remind you, back in September, October, we thought they should cut. By the way, the beauty of that, and I almost kind of wish it had come to this because it would have just, it was a bad weekend for refs everywhere. But this was the worst group I've ever seen. They were, but nonetheless, bad. At, on the kick, I've got a list of just how bad they were later. We'll have okay, fun with good on the kick. He slid it in the right upright. Right, it just got in. It yeah, just it started cleared. in the middle. It was it was fading. Well, God blew on the other kid's kick because yeah, it, it was going straight down the middle. Yeah. All of a sudden, it went whirl. That's the same the same direction. <laughs> I mean, the, the ball has moved. The wind moved it the so, same direction. Just we were going the other other way. But yeah. anyway, I was going to say. So the kid. So the Patterson Patterson makes the kick. It just slides in, and I'm uh, man. It almost hit the upright. If it hit the upright and bounced off, I wouldn't have minded because because. Uh, Asante was offsides on the play. I know. So it would have been right. five more yards yeah. and a re-kick. Oh, they would have went crazy. Oh, my goodness gracious. It would have been unbelievable. But And then what about the ref on that play running in and grabbing Logan Cook? Yeah. Like, you can't kick this Don't practice Don't get the practice kick. one. Why not? There were things happening yesterday in the, in the, in the NFL referee world that I, I'm – it was a bad weekend. There was – and then all of a sudden, I'm watching the Giants-Vikings – and a couple guys told me they've been doing this all year, and I didn't get it. This expedited review stuff, where they go ahead and review. There has to be a uniform way whether you review or not review. I think you you said. I think you may have had a good point. There was every a pl- every every once in a while. Yeah. There was a play where which did, game? Did, the Jags game. No, it was the incompletion that he didn't have time to challenge. Yeah, we gotta we gotta learn to fake the injury. Yeah. And by the way, they'll change that call. I saw other games where they That's change the call. That's what I mean. Call. I don't yeah. understand the pr- process no, but, yeah. going on no, here. But here. My point that I made to Dan. Why didn't they quick review that one? Well, my point to Dan is, from now on, on plays like that, somebody on your team just got to cramp. Cramp go like, down. It's close, like the DB. Is, and then they, and then they because because they're gonna they have to run a play. And then they'll and then they will look at it without right. you calling a right. challenge. So that DB instead of saying balls down, balls down, just lay there just like lay you've there. got a you know a broken yeah. leg. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can't. No, I can't. I can't yeah. come off. Yeah. That by the that's expert advice to every NFL team. I'm giving it out there now for free. So take that down to the Jags. They can spread it from now on. When we think of play, when we want the time we need to get yeah. a review, just fall down because. And Mike McDaniel needed a lot of that yesterday. That guy. They're blaming the quarterback for not getting I, the plays I, off. It wasn't the quarterback's I, fault. I don't My know. God. Dude, Mike, Mike McDaniel took a god-awful football team I know. to Buffalo. But he's got fourth and one, yeah, Jeff. Got, you yeah. got to get the playoffs. You, well, you heard what he said, though. He said somebody told him up, it was the first yeah, down. Yeah, up there, they told him, and that probably clicked you just that four or five seconds. And I, I'm not absolving him. No, I know. But, I I mean, I, I think that guy earned – you know, I think that guy yesterday said, "Hey, everybody, ready to give my job to someone else? Just settle down for at least oh, a bit." I, listen, I don't. Know, I wasn't. Yeah, I yeah, don't know why you. that was even a discussion. But it has. Oh, well, they're talking I about Sean Payton. Or- yeah, I don't know if this is true either. Um, and I'm curious, and I've seen the reports, but and you probably seen it too. 
They're saying a better put up one point four million yeah, on the Chargers to win the game up twenty seven nothing. Yeah, I don't. I don't. But it was only going to pay eleven grand because yeah. it was you know yeah, straight I up. I have a hard time believing that. As a degenerate, I can't. I can't. It's posted that. though. I mean, but again, you can Photoshop anything. I know. I'll tell you what really dawned on me as I watched the game the other night. I don't know if it was the hat, the look. I haven't paid enough attention to the guy. But this coach for the uh, Chargers looks just look like that. It looks just like that Pete Buttigieg guy for the, uh, <laughs> the, the you know, the, the guy who ran for president yes. from from from. Uh, he's well, we're talking a lot of Jags today. Obviously, it's a great great time of the year. It's great. I mean, we're going another week, man. Here we go. So get ready, get rested up. We got a lot to do. We got a lot to uh, make happen, uh, and it's all g- coming up here on on the drill and on ten ten XL. 92.5 All right, FM. we'll come back with a 10-minute drill. More on the Jags, more on the, you know, the NFL schedule overall. Here we are. The Jags have, are very quickly establishing themselves as one of the elite teams in the league. We're down to eight, and uh, Kansas City is up next. So uh, but revisit you know, an earlier trip to Kansas City. You know, Hick, before we go to break and come back with a 10-minute drill, by the way, breakfast with Baselli coming your way at 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah. I will say this. This is my first impression of the rematch with the Chiefs. Okay. You know, just, again, the broad view. Mm-hmm. And – what, was 27-17, was that the score out there earlier this yeah, we year? we down 20 nothing. Yeah, 27-17 the final. Missed right. a field goal at the end of the half, if I remember. Uh, again, that's one of those Patterson, what, we uh, might need a kicker moments. Right. I feel like going into this game, the Jaguars are much better than they were then, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs are still that same good team that they were then. Mm-hmm. I, I'm shocked that it's a nine-and-a-half point spread. I saw eight and a half. Yeah, I've seen. Nine. Betted it up. Well, no, it could be either way. I oh, just okay. one that I saw said nine and a half. Even still, I would make it under a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I would too. Yeah. Only because uh, you know this is a good football team with yeah. talent, and again, to spread it around like it did have four touchdowns to the four guys you've added, you know, three that you've added, and Marvin Jones who was here. I just, man, just what an incredible night of fulfillment at the stadium on Saturday. We'll take our uh, break here. Come back with a ten minute drill. It is the Monday Morning Quarterback Divorce Men Only.com. Hit it. All right, sports concepts and rationalizations coming your way. We call it the 10 minute drill. And we're glad to be here and kick these things around. Obviously, it's the NFL playoffs time. And we got the assignments yesterday. Jags at Kansas City early Saturday game. And when I say early, I mean I like it. four o'clock. I think it's perfect. If you could have said, hey, Jeff, when do you want next yeah. week's Jags game to be? Yeah. I would have said 4.30 Saturday right out of the gate. So let's, let's go. Here, I think so, too. I, mean, I agree. And here's what happens, too. If, you, if, if, if and when we win that football game, you just feel like you're on cloud nine all weekend. And one of the fun offshoots of getting good and relevant is watching the playoffs yesterday, knowing that the games you're watching have an impact on your favorite team. Yeah. Right? So, uh, uh, the games this weekend were all surprising to me in a lot of different ways. Okay. I mean, closer than, you know, Buffalo-Miami, 17 nothing lead. Josh Allen's turned it over a lot this year. If he keeps turning it over, they're going to get bit. He also, you know, he also, he, well, he had a rough game. He, yeah. You know, he ultimately ended up, as he seems to, with good numbers and a victory. Right. And I said earlier, I think the implication with Buffalo is this. They just don't win as easily as you think they should, mm-hmm. but you kind of lose sight of the fact that they do win. They do win. They won like eight in a row now. Yeah, and Josh Allen threw for 352 yards and three yeah. touchdowns, but he turned it over three times. Yeah. And he allowed the Dolphins. The Dolphins took the lead in the second half. Yeah. Which made you think but it, offensively did nothing in, in yeah. the half. That that lead came on a defensive When score. I heard the story of the kid at quarterback for the Dolphins, I couldn't help but root for him even more so. Skylar Thompson lost his mom when he was six. Just him and his yeah, dad. Yeah. Dad drove 15 Dad's hours to watch him play. Yeah. I mean. He played great, I thought. Yeah, he played okay. He did did what he's supposed to do. I mean, he did not get in. If you watched every play of that game, 
That dude got no help from his receivers. They no. dropped like five, and he dropped well, some nice ones. Elite guys yeah. dropping the ball. Yeah, yeah and, and I, the worst Cheetah. of the worst of them all is I would have pulled this guy out of the game, and then I would not resign him. You're never playing for me again. But that Gasecki play when he's running down the seam. Yeah. Okay, Gasecki, the tight end's running down the seam, and it the way he reacted, it made it look like well, it must have been four feet right, left, or over. Yeah. And it just. It's like he didn't even put up his arms. Yeah. It grazed right across the chest of his yeah. of his of his yeah. pads, of his shoulder pads. I mean, just pitiful. Yeah. So, and we talked about Mike McDaniel and getting plays in, and you know, I mean, that, and um, Balls, noted Stinkfish fan, told me that that's happened a lot this year. Yeah. And so, and when you got a quarterback, Some experience there, inexperienced quarterback too, man, you got to yeah. really be ahead of the game to yeah. give the kid every chance. And I thought honestly. Man, that clock went zero a couple times where they yeah, yeah, they, they always gave that extra second. But no, they were they really certainly close. gave them that extra and second. And called a couple. I don't think yeah. that was the only one. No, right? it wasn't. So, but nonetheless, the Bills advance, and then they get Cincinnati, and they'll get they'll host Cincinnati. Which, you know, when you look back on what happened with you know Demar Hamlin and stuff, and the Bengals are saying they'll say all the right things, but it's tough for them because, quite frankly, if they'd beaten Buffalo, maybe they would have hosted. You know. Yeah. So. But oh well. Exactly. So. Uh, and we could be headed still, and hopefully not, but we could be headed towards Bill's Chiefs, which would then be at a neutral site. Which is what the NFL wants. Yeah. They want that neutral site game. They want to continue to ride the storyline around the Bills and why this game has to be played there. I promise you that the NFL wants Chiefs-Bills in Atlanta. Well, they can want all they want. I know. Hopefully we'll put something in. Well, uh, the Bengals, you know, the Ravens threw some threw some haymakers at them, but, man, you can't have a 14-point swing in the playoff game and expect to win. And Huntley did the best he could, and they had some uh, Cincinnati a couple defensive breakdowns. It was he had that play at the goal line yeah. that determined the game. The Ravens should have won the game. Yeah. I mean they're they've got it, you know, at the at the shadow of the goal line, and there you know there's a inherent risk whenever you try that reach the ball over yeah. trick. And make Joe, sure you're there. Joe Burrow's now four and one as a playoff yeah. quarterback, so. Uh, we'll see what happens with them. In I Buffalo. was surprised that, that the Bengals the... looked as pedestrian as they did. They, I, they that surprised me. Well, and their offensive lines falling yeah. like flies again. Yeah. All of a sudden, they were so good all year. Yeah, they lost the big, Jonah hurt. Williams from from Bama. They lost him last night. I think I think they've lost one a week for the last three weeks. So they're in a little bit of a uh, uh, kerfuffle going forward. But Bengals Bills, and that will be uh, three o'clock Sunday. Yeah, Giants Eagles Saturday night. Yeah, and I was gonna. I, you know, again, I, we're <laughs> TV. We try to play guess what, where the games are going to be played. Yeah. I thought the Jags were going to get Saturday night because it's the Chiefs and it's yeah. Mahomes against uh, yeah. Trevor. I thought, and I thought the Eagles would get Sunday at six. That's why I thought well, that. Well, we knew, and if you think about it, you'll agree, Tampa Dallas played a night. Right. So they're going to play the Sunday. And, and San Francisco, they're going to San Francisco, the winner. Yeah. San Francisco's a West Coast game. Yeah, that's they got to be the late game Sunday. You can't make them yeah. play Saturday because it's too short of a week. It's yeah. not fair to Tampa I didn't Dallas. think of that. I didn't yeah. think yeah, I didn't think So about that, that one we we You kinda, knew it would have to be Sunday and if that's Sunday you can't play the you're not you don't want to go all NFC one day and all AFC the next. So right. it ended up to which which spot would it be and you got to You got the two top seeds though. I'm I'm I guess it's it's about the Northeast. This is this would be the West Coast bias. You got the the Eagles Giants is no more compelling than the Chiefs Jags and you could argue it's not as compelling. Well, here's what I here's what I asked. Uh, uh, we had two quick I had a quickie poll, one oh. one financial poll uh, question yesterday because I was curious who the fans wanted to play. Who would you rather play at Buffalo or at Kansas City? Look at them have the Jags as the five seed. 
Hey, ESPN, how long you been doing this? <laughs> I'm serious. The one versus the five, yeah, Chiefs Jags. What much. idiot, what 24-year-old at, at yeah. SportsCenter yeah. needs to be fired? How yeah. are we the five seed, you jackasses? Come on, guys. We won our division. We, uh, anyway. So, anyway, one-to-one financial quickie poll. Which team would you rather go to? I asked during the game yesterday. Yeah. Would you rather go at Buffalo or at Kansas City? What do you think people voted? What do you at think Buffalo. Of, at Buffalo? Yeah. 67.6 yeah. would rather go to Buffalo. I, we did this on my group text. That's my version of Twitter, Dan. I don't know if you know that. There's uh-huh. six or eight of us on there. That's enough for me. But yeah. um, we ranked them all three. But as the Dolphins were on the verge, mm-hmm. or, you know, at least potentiality. I mean, the dream was both those teams won. And, boy, they came close, and the Jags got a home game. But ranked in order, I wanted to go Buffalo, Kansas City, mm-hmm. Cincinnati last. Yeah. That's where. Yeah, that's yeah. what I. That's 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 <laughs> what that was my preference. And Buffalo's good, but man, they just they they keep everyone in the game. That's a dangerous game to play with our team because in the game we win the game. It's so fun to be that team, Hick. We haven't been that team. That cardiac team is never out of it. You know, it's just uh, it's an amazing dynamic that we've never had much around here. And then our one-to-one financial poll question of the day for today: After Saturday, which do you think is the greatest Jags postseason game in history? I it's think so. it's this one. Uh, 2023 Chargers, 96 Broncos, 99 Dolphins, 17 Steelers. And I left off, you know, uh, David Garrard's uh, game yeah. against the Steelers. I would go this one and then, and then Denver forever. This is, this is this generation's Denver game. That's real well, We similar. have 1,345 votes, so we got a lot of votes. I mean, this is one of the all-time hires. And 2023 Chargers, and obviously some of, you know, re- recency bias plays in, but 59.9%. Yeah, I, that's fair. 23.9 say Broncos, 9.8 say 99 Dolphins, 17 say, uh, or 6.5 say 17 Steelers. Yeah, so. the, the I mean, look, the Denver game, that's just lost its luster with, with, with time, but haven't been around for both of them as we have, and a lot of people listening have. The fact that this one, though, was at home. Yeah. There's so many people that got to experience so, this. So one of the reasons why I think, and I, I looked at this chart, they had NFL regular season local market ratings. Okay. Okay. And this helps for explain. For this weekend's game? No, this helps for the season. This helps explain why we get what we get and big market teams like the Chicago Bears get four or five games a year. Because if you just go by, okay, we'll start with, if you just go by household rating and share, okay? These are NFL markets watching their own team play? Yeah. Buffalo, Kansas City. So this is Buffalo watching the Bills, Kansas yes. City watching the Chiefs. New York, L.A. So the biggest household rating, in other words, what city watches its t- team the most? Now, just to do a little TV 101 with the listening audience, you see you, you see two terms thrown around, rating and share. Yeah. Rating is the total number of people watching the game. Share is the percentage of, of TVs that are in use. Yeah, I got shares too. But like, when- I like the share number just from this standpoint. The rating number gives you the bulk numbers, but share gives me a, a more accurate interest level in your team locally. Okay. Because that's the percentage you're all watching anything but that. But anyway, okay. uh the, the the city with the highest rating, now you gotta factor in the population. So I would say Jets or Giants. No, no you don't factor in. Why that. not? The rating is a number. The rating is a number that the percentage of total people. Yeah, then. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, well not, then I would say then the smaller the markets popular? Green yeah. Bay. Green Bay would be good. Yeah. They they go Milwaukee. Okay. They didn't do Green Bay. They were third. Okay, thirty-four. Uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo's number one, forty-four point eight. Kansas City, number two, yeah, forty-two point one. Milwaukee, number three, thirty-four point three. Pittsburgh, number four, thirty-two point mm-hmm. nine. By the way, share which you like, Kansas City, eighty share. So what that means is when the Chiefs are playing football uh, 
80% right. of the television sets that are in use right. are watching the Chiefs game. Right. Now, the rest are watching Jerry Springer. Jaguars, kind of middle of the pack, kind of uh, probably like, let me see. Or What's two, their one, rating? 30, 25? 28, 27, 26, 25, 43, 22, 21, 20. 19th. Okay, and they're the, 19. Household rating 19. Share 49. Neither of those, is, both of those will be through the roof this Saturday. This yes. Saturday, the rating will be 50. The share yes. will be 80. Yes. 75, 80. The worst household rating, LA's. household share? LA. The Jets. Then the two LA teams. Wow, so it's that much. Are the Giants also, are they fourth? Giants are fifth from the bottom. I guess it's just, but why But here's is where that? it translates. I get the LA, why more, not, but why because not Because there's why a New lot York? more, like New York, there's a lot more people and there's two teams. So it's really a 16.2, but okay, so the Giants are a terrible rating and share. 9.131, the Jets 7.022. But what does that translate to viewers? The Giants, 1.35 million. I get it, because they're a bigger okay. city. right. The Jaguars with a much better, higher like rating. Two hundred grand, two hundred sixty-five thousand. Yeah, but uh, I don't. But that doesn't. I the mean, the number one viewer market is what. The number one, in other words, people that are watching the football most that people day. Watching. I, it's going to be along those same Kansas City. That's where the big no, because this is where the big markets step up. So you're talking about the number one number of viewers because they have the the the, the bulk. Okay, then yeah, New York and yeah, New York is even L.A. Small Chicago is probably number one. It's all good guesses, all incorrect though. Oh. Dallas. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's 1.43 million. Yeah. yeah. New York, 1.36 million. Philadelphia, 1.35. So you got the number two and number three Giants Eagles. That's why it's prime time. Well, sure. My point. But it's not going to appeal outside of New York and, and, and oh, Philadelphia because, any more than the Jags will. Correct. Well, you're a football fan. You're going to yeah, watch the game. Correct. So, so, I, so you get that regular concentration. Season, regular season, 100% agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think this is more. Uh, a couple things. I think it's more of an East, just overall, those mm-hmm. two teams bring that big market appeal. The least amount of viewers, 32nd is Vegas at 172. Well, that's understandable. We're second to last at 265. By no fault of our own, it's just our population. Well, small. The Saints are third to last at what 306. About Charlotte? Charlotte's fourth to yeah. last. Nashville's fifth to last. The Colts are sixth to last. The Bills are seventh to last. Despite a 40, the highest rating, only 400,000 people in Buffalo are watching. Yeah. See, it's just, that's, yeah, that's how it's about the size. Yeah. yeah. But what, one thing's going to change is that's the difference maker at quarterback. You know, Trevor Lawrence is going to take, yeah. uh, make the Jaguars a national appeal. Correct. Because Kansas City is small. There's a lot. What, oh, yeah. Green Bay was small. You get Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, people are a lot more interested, right? Yeah. What do you like in this game tonight? We probably won't talk about it a lot. We're so, you know, t- uh, tuned in and focused rightly on the Jags. What, what do you think tonight, that game? I, I, I told you last week, I'm kind of sticking with it. I feel like the Cowboys are going to choke and lose. He, here's an amazing stat. Did you see this one going around last time the Cowboys won a road playoff game? <laughs> you ready for this, boys? Yeah. 1993. Yeah. Cowboys well, haven't won a road playoff game in 30 well, years. they haven't won a playoff game since then. Well, they, they have now for a couple. And now yeah. they've won some, so yeah. that's changed. But, yeah, now they're on the road against Tampa Bay's. Not- Tom. Yeah, you got one guy who's notorious for pulling it out, and you got another team that of late's been notori- notorious for giving it away. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I'll ride the Bucks tonight. Oh, this NFL football's killing me, though. You're just so in 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 tune now because the Jags are doing well. That, yeah, you know, I tell you something I haven't done in a long time: stayed up to the end of Sunday night football. Oh, but I did last night. Yeah, and I'll be up from Monday night tonight, and man, we'll just uh, we'll just you know plow forward towards the next Saturday afternoon. I guess the NFL doesn't get the memo about our our, our guy Trevor. 
Yeah, right? Saturdays. Saturdays, Trevor says, hold my syrup. I'll see yeah. you after the game. He's so good on Saturday. Speaking of holding the syrup, what a great trip to Waffle House That's for perfect. him. And Cook, and I think uh, Walker Little was in there. I That's think perfect. Sheriff was there. Yeah, uh, Those are some of the guys that I saw. In That's the our posse. That's how we roll in Jacksonville. We're not going out to the club until 2 a.m. I mean, until 6 a.m. So I, I kinda, look, We're I, just going to Waffle House. We're going to get the you know, I, chocolate chip waffle. When I look at Trevor, I kind waffle of— Waffle House sounds good, by the you way. You know, like, like Jacksonville embraced the boat because the boat yeah. was one of us. Mm-hmm. The boat said, I'd rather be smoking cigs and doing construction, <laughs> but I got $60 million in the bank, right? Mm-hmm. And then Chew came along, and they love Chew. Chew's one of us. But now we got one of us who's, like, good, really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 like, you know, he's, he's better, but he's, he just wants to, you know. He fits such, right in. He's at home in. here. He's at home here. Yeah. And, and it's, a, again, it makes what was a ridiculous narrative as time goes on the most ridiculous. And yeah. that was other people telling us how Trevor's going to feel trapped in this slow bumpkin yeah, market versus fair. being in New York. Trevor Lawrence with what he's doing, going to get a lot more of those endorsements and advertising campaigns going into this offseason. And, you know, again, the, the, the staying power of what he did on Saturday night, forget the fact that he helped put him in that hole. Mm-hmm. There aren't many quarterbacks in their life that can come out of a hole like that, considering the, the ramifications and, Man, just in such a good place now for this Saturday and for years to come. Well, we'll keep going talking about the Jags, but we should mention uh, there's a few tragedies in sports over the weekend. I mean, what happened in Athens is just heartbreaking. Yeah, just they lost uh, a recruiting one of their recruiting staff members yes, and, and, a and a player. player. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and two more injured, and I mean, right coming on the heels of you just had your parade, your celebration, your national champs, the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. I mean, my God. Yeah. So that was that yeah, was heartbreaking, and then we got. An Alabama basketball player arrested for murder. Like, yeah, I mean, he went and can't shot kill somebody and yeah. over a minor altercation. My goodness gracious. So, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so. I saw the dude really crying when they arrested him. Hey, but, hey buddy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have a handkerchief for you. No. Get your A to jail. No. I mean, what are we doing, man? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's do this. Let's uh, come back, uh, crank it back up with the Jags, go in, inside the game even more. Talk about some guys who played well. Uh, just a great night in Jacksonville, and the Jags now uh, headed to Kansas City Saturday afternoon. We know what's going on. Yes, he. Um, Jeff, did you, or Jeff, did I don't, did Dan? Did you hear uh, Trevor's post game right after the? Uh... Yeah, we talked about it. What now? Well, he's a dog, right? I mean, Trevor's a dog. E. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I did not hear this. Yeah. No, this is good. Oh, yeah. oh. That was te- Trevor, oh. yeah. Gotcha. Michelle Tavoyer, whoever We're it was. still efforting uh, E's call-in at 2.45 a.m. <laughs> e, is, there, is that it's anywhere? It's going strong, man. Oh, going I strong. I mean, yeah. I've got to hear it. I, right, I you know it. what else yeah. I want to hear, too? Everyone is complaining. <laughs> uh, E.T., at some point this morning, let's compare and contrast the final call. I mean, Al Michaels has taken the beating oh, of my. a career over his enthusiasm Well, somebody compiled. Effort. I watched two minutes of it, and... Uh, yeah. He sounded normal to you? Well, maybe a little more subdued, but they were not happy. And I think Dungy didn't help because Dungy's not a That's high, not his deal, right. High, and he doesn't do that. Yeah, so Michaels needed to carry it. and He seemed disinterested. I guess apparently the Bitman was telling me that Al Michaels is a raging and always has been Chargers fan. Okay. Like, that's his favorite team. Oh, so he's probably killing him. I don't know. Oh, that's good. I mean, I, I, I'm sure he has some cash on years old, man. What I we? know, but I, the, the Jag fans are, are they're ticked about two things. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. these are all relative when you're celebrating a big win. They're yeah. ticked about the the call. Yeah, 
and they're ticked about the officiating, and I'm with them on that. We oh, got yeah. they tried to screw us, man. That was bad. They tried. That was bad. All we right. got a list of those we, of grievances a little later in the program as well. We got uh, Tony Baselli. Airing of grievances. Yeah, we're up. gonna air grievances. So stick around for that. That should be fun. This is the drill. It's the Monday morning quarterback, divorcementonly.com. All right, we're back with oh, the pop quiz. That's what wow. I do. You know, we're a big playoff team now, Dan. Yes, in we fact, are. we should consider ourselves among the NFL royalty. Okay. Let me tell you why. The Jaguars, with their victory, are eight and seven. Yes. It ain't easy to be a plus five hundred football team in the postseason. You know, okay. there aren't a ton. In fact, only twelve NFL franchises are above. 500 all-time career postseason. The Jaguars at 8 and 7 are one wow. of those only 12 teams. Wow. Um, there is one team that's dead even at 500, but I'm saying above 500, uh-huh. we're in some pretty exclusive companies. A dirty dozen. I need for you, Dan Hicken, to tell me the 12 NFL teams that are that have above 500 well, career postseason records. I Two that are yeah. so easy, you should well, get them the real Patriots. quick. The Patriots are one, and there's a there's another. And I think you got to go with teams that the Patriots. Have won by a lot the way, of... are six twenty seven. They're number one, but the number I think two. You got to go with a lot of teams that have won Super Bowls, yeah. and so I'll go uh, Niners. Yeah, the Niners are number and two. I'll to go... me, Patriots and Niners have just you know done it the most consistently. I'll go so Steelers. Steelers too. are thirty six and twenty seven. Uh, Five seventy one win percentage is tied for fourth. So you've got one New England six twenty seven. To the Niners, six fourteen, uh, and the Steelers tied for fourth at five. What am I trying to do? Get five, above five hundred in their in their playoff many, franchise history. How many are there? Twelve total. Uh, I think this team wins. Well, they had some early success, so I think, and I think they win a game if they lose a game. So I'll go with a goal pack goal. The Packers are third. All-time playoff win percentage. Uh, again, they're, they've played more playoff games than anyone not named Dallas. Yes. It's 61, but they're 36 and 25, 590, third. You got one New England, two San Francisco. These are the all-time uh, franchise playoff winning percentages. I'm going to go with, um, again, keeping in line the Super Bowl thought, Denver. Denver is... 23 and 19. Okay. Number seven all time, 548. How many have I gotten? You've gotten one New England, two San Francisco, three Green Bay, uh, T4 Pittsburgh, and number seven Denver. 12 teams. I'm going to go with. Including uh, the Jaguars. So you're really only yeah. looking for 11. The Jaguars at eight and seven, 533. That's 10th all time. All right. I'll go one more Super Bowl team. I'll go uh, the Giants. Uh, the New York Giants ends the game. Oh, no. They're very close at 500. I told you there was one team that was dead on 500. Yeah. That's the Giants. So they're not. Does that a- count yesterday's win? Yes, it does. <laughs> All the wins are counted. But yeah, the Giants are 25 and ah, 25. All right. Uh, New England number one, 627, 49ers, Packers. The Steelers at 571 are tied with their division rivals, the Ravens. Oh, wow. You said the Broncos were seven. The Raiders are six, 25 and 20. Oh, wow. Cowboys are eight, 35 ah, and 29, even with those, uh, a lot of losing. But it's been so long that you don't think of that. Uh, same with this team, Washington. 
right? The, oh, then yeah. Redskins made a lot. The Commanders, 23 and 20, though. Just, Obviously, the Jaguars would be one of the surprise ones. I'll, I'll, I'll give you another one, though, yeah. along with the Jags. They came into the league with them, but they, they've had a lot of playoff success relative. And the Panthers, like the Jags, are one game over 500. Oh, okay. They're 9 and 8. They're 11th. And this one is hard to believe, but I guess it's because – like one thing about the Jags and this team, they don't make the playoffs that often. But when they right. do, right, and the Bucks, the Bucks are over five hundred. Who has the worst record? The worst the playoff playoffs. record in the NFL belongs to the Detroit Lions, who are seven and thirteen. Read me the bottom of the barrel, guys. Uh, the Browns are twelve and twenty-one. Okay, they're three sixty-four. Next at three seventy-five, the Bengals nine and fifteen. Wow, and they've gone four and, and one. And at three eighty-seven, they must have been the worst. And at three eighty-seven, the only so there are only four teams under a four hundred winning percentage. The Texans mm. are four hundred four and six. Okay, Charger up, baby. Charger up. Nobody chargers up in the postseason, but the they're three eighty-seven, twelve and nineteen after we beat that A on Saturday night. Good stuff. I like that. I like that. That's so, uh, uh, by the way, though, you know, a couple of sturdy teams left. The Bills under five hundred lifetime, even with all those Super Bowl runs. Wow. The Chiefs this week's opponent, twenty second. Wow. Seventeen and twenty one in their history. So, look out, Kansas City. Here we come. Wow. We got breakfast with Baselli next. We'll revisit Saturday oh, night's big yeah, one. Talk a little bit about fella. he stood up a couple visit. times on the radio call. I saw that. He <laughs> uh, wasn't exactly wearing a suit and tie. Should be comfy getting up and down. <laughs> this is the drill. It's the Monday morning quarterback, divorcementonly.com. All right, Hick, before we bring in Tony, I, I wonder, yes. you know, for a long, long, long time, almost 30 years, that 96 team has owned the moment in Jaguar history. Yes. A couple of different times, right? Like the biggest home win was oh, yeah. that win over the Falcons. The biggest playoff win was that win at Denver. Tony, big fella, as we welcome you in on the – Fair and fair phone lines. I'm not so sure you still own those two designations. I think this team on Saturday night may have oh. may have eclipsed both as the most exciting big home win and maybe the, the biggest postseason win in franchise history. Your thoughts? Um, I think definitely like the biggest home win. I yeah. think that the Tennessee. Um, I don't know. I mean, greatest comeback ever by far against the Chargers. I don't know. If, it's close. I don't know if it's. I mean, what? what it's a little generational. I mean, I, I just I think people forget we were fifteen and a half point dogs. Yeah, oh, yeah, at least eighteen by some. I mean, so it was like the, it's the biggest. I think it's the biggest upset in playoff history. Still, yes. Um, and so I think there's. I think what they did on Saturday is created a new category. It was mm-hmm. the greatest comeback ever. It, uh, it, well, it's one of the franchise. one of one of the greatest in the history of the NFL for that. Matter. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, you know, but with your points right though, Jeff. I mean this this twenty twenty two team is like painting memories. Their, yeah. Yeah, into the and I'll say this, the kids today, so that call it that sixteen to twenty five year old, sixteen to thirty year old, this team this will be their ninety sixteen. For sure. Yes. For yes. sure. Tony I... be I mean it's awesome. Like I don't care. I, I yeah, know you, I, I know you don't. Listen, I hope this team surpasses everything we did. I hear it. I hear it. Right. I'm with you. I, I know <laughs> you. I know you do. You stood up in the radio booth a couple times, Tone. On nice. On uh, more than exactly Saturday night. Suit, but that's okay. <laughs> the, 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 the the hoodie's undefeated. Let me tell I you. I like you. Keep it going. I got a grandbaby that's undefeated. I put it all on him. He's three and zero. The little booger's three and zero. Tone. <laughs> the hoodie was. I had the jacket. Four and zero. What am I saying? He's four and zero. I shorted him a win. Oh dear. I, I had the jacket covering the hoodie, and at halftime, I'm like, this is. I got to take this off. Nice. I don't care if I'm cold. Took the jacket off. Uh-huh. Just went straight. Tony, we got, 
we, we got a guy on the text line you'd enjoy, but he sent in last week. He said he was at a game and uh, with with his shirt, you know, he took his shirt off at one point. They came back and won. Then they had won three straight, and then it got cold against Tennessee. He took it off again, and then we've gotten the picture in the upper deck, shirt off, 4-0, exclamation point, well, whatever it, it takes. The best is you hear so many different, like, right. superstitions. My son is convinced he was the problem. He said he was at the game and they were getting killed. He left because he said, I feel bad mojo. Mm-hmm. And went to the house and went outside for every big play. Like, he had this whole thing down. And he said, <laughs> yeah. going back. I'm like, he's like that. I we do it. You do it. I like, like, okay. A lot of people have to leave the room. Some people can't watch. I can't watch a big play. I'll leave the room. I'll walk outside on the porch. And then I'll pop my head back in and ask somebody what happened. Yeah, it's the best. It's, it's the like, best. <laughs> it is the that's the best I fit. And I and as my son was telling me this, I sat there, I'm like and this is just uh, this is a very personal fun note for me. <laughs> like my kids are huge Jags fans. Yeah. Like bigger than and I knew that already. My kids have always been big but like they're like that at that age, he's twenty five, like this is his team. I, I've I've you know I, I raised a, a, a hardcore Jack fan and a hardcore Falcon fan who liked the Jags, but I, it's, you start, I mean, they're eating into him. I mean, he may convert. I may be in a conversion process going on uh, with, with, with one of my boys because the future is so bright, uh, Tony. And before we talk about that, short or long-term, let's talk about what we saw on, on Saturday night. So many key moments, you know, the overall narrative, what Trevor was able to do, lifting himself, you know, you know out of the, the, the funk that he was in. That fourth down call, though, by Doug Peterson is what really kind of stands out to me. I mean, what what a, a stroke of genius. What an execution by by ETN to, to, to keep that game, um, you know. After all the comebacks, suddenly it's like you're, it was almost surprisingly we were fourth and one. Like, wait, what happened? And to draw that play well, up and execute it like they did, I mean, wow. It was great. And I was coming it was kind of the third down play when it's third and one I'm like what are we throwing yeah. it throw Do it, it at the feet it yeah twice. right I, I, I didn't I, get that so ner- i was very uh, <laughs> uh anxious at that point of the game um and i loved it and he's so calm i mean they get up they don't like the look calls timeouts like all right, come on right. Here. i gotta i got i got one i can draw up here this is what we're going to do. Trevor looked a little disappointed about that when he when he first did it, but it looked like the Chargers had bunched up that line of scrimmage. Yeah, they did. You don't want your season to end on a on a you know just handoff and it gets stuffed and then or a oh. bad quarterback scene. Yes, stuff. It just it did not. And he uh, and I just like he's so calm. And then he's coming out and giving the wing tee. And <laughs> but it was so, and it, and so deceptive because that new common play now is to get those two or three guys behind to push your quarterback yep, through. And that's yeah, what it that's looked right. like. And ju- and to trust ETN, you know, that he would beat, I believe it was the corner, the, the, well, I, I, the Samuel I, I to the corner. It wasn't trusting ETN. It was two things. Great job on the edge by, I think it, I think it was, Ingram and uh, I saw Zay Jones. I think in their blocking and Zay, yeah. Zay had a huge block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Zay who had the big block. But yeah. like, okay, trusting your receivers to like to do their job in the corner. Great job. And Zay's been a great blocker all year, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then you're also betting that corner is going to not going to come off the edge and and sneak down because I mean it was just it was great. It was a great play. It's understanding what, how the Chargers play sh- third and short because they give tendencies. It's all right. That's how they do it. We're going to run this little little uh, must-have play. I mean, that's a must-have, and they've, they've gotten something they had done all year. And and then this, what what's great to have in the backfield is you have speed. 
and and, and it showed it, it showed itself a few times. I mean, ATN gets that corner, and boy, he gets about ten more how, than he thought. Yeah, you forget how fast he is. Yeah, he ran hard too on Saturday. I mean, he ran Overall, hard. He was great. He, he was pushing he was pushing great. the pile a little bit. Tony, did great. you did you like going for two when they did? I I was I was a it was a little curious to me, and I know they got the ball to the one, but man, you you put yourself in a spot where the field goal would have done you no good. Yeah, I said on the radio, please kick the extra point. Yeah, please that's how I was. I, I think I knew they weren't because mm-hmm. I know Doug. And if you take all the, this is why again what I said about the fourth down call, he just he made. This is why Doug's a great head coach. He he is emotion is out of it. Right, he's very calm. And that's why this team feels like they're never out of it. He doesn't panic. There's no yelling, screaming, throwing, like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Let's just throw everything out. And he, he's one of these, these guys, and, and he's perfect for this young team. He's like, he's calm, he's cool. He's like, all right, let's keep on playing. Long game. Let's go make a play, get a stop. We'll get back in this thing. And it's the right call. I think it was the right. If, and again, if you take the emotion out of it and you think about it, okay, wait a second. I have a chance to win it or give myself a, a, a better chance of winning it. Right. If I, you know, from one yard, can I not get one yard? And I got a six-six quarterback that they're not going to be able to be. They're not going to be quick enough to stop him. I mean, the bottom line is with Trevor's length, he stands up and reaches the ball over, and it's. Touchdown. And, and it's not like if you don't get the two, the game's over. It's not like it's 31 no, 30. It's the last play of the game. Right. And you're going for no. the win there because as it turned out, guess what? Had that two point conversion not been good, would've we would have just scored a touchdown in 133 to 30 then. Right. That's right. They would have scored a touchdown. Hey, Tone, there was some uh, video going around of uh, uh, the left tackle, Walker Little, just eating up Khalil Mack on those last drives. Uh, didn't allow a pressure all night. Can you talk about how. And again, you you know more than us. How how good has he played? It seems like he's playing very good football. Well, what I love, what I like most about what Walker Little's doing is getting better each week. Mm-hmm. Like the more he plays, right. the better he is getting. And I thought he was outstanding. And the thing that surprised me about Walker Little because I didn't I didn't see it in practice, I didn't see it in the preseason, mm-hmm. I didn't see it last year. Dude's getting a little nasty edge mm-hmm. where he's starting to finish guys. And he's big and strong and he is good in the run game and he has been he was outstanding in the past in the past. Mm-hmm. I think he had one or two he got he got beat on a spin move, but ball was a three step, so the ball's out. The guy was never close. It was okay. an issue. Okay. And he got he got pushed back one time, mm-hmm. but again, ball it wasn't didn't impact the play at all. It was no there was no impact. Mm-hmm. Um, he was outstanding, and he was outstanding against two really good rushers. I mean, Bosa. Yeah. I mean, he, when Bosa's over there, he did nothing. He lost his composure and, tone. He lost his. Composure. Well, that's because Juwan was all up in his head. Um, <laughs> and Juwan played well too. I mean, let's do tackles. Yeah. I said, oh, I mean, my goodness, that's like you go into the game saying they got two great rushers. Right. And they said, okay, we got two two tackles. We're up to the task, and they are. And you know, we always, were. we always talk about the the tackles, but. Just your overall impression of the Fortner kid because he's made. I mean, he's been there the whole year. I haven't heard his name one time. It's usually a good sign. For you know, a is he? Is he? I mean, is he Brandon Linder? Good, Tony. I mean, has there been any drop off at all from a guy who played at a high level for a lot of years? Well, I mean, is there a drop off? Sure. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's at the level of 
where you have that, that kind of uh, a guy who's seen the game the way that Brandon had. And so that'll take forward or a long time. But to answer your question, not a long time. It was taking, I mean, the season might have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, he's another guy who's gotten better throughout the year. Early in the year, he was playing really high, didn't get much movement, got pushed around a little bit. And uh, he's been good. He's been a good center. I'm not saying he's great yet or anything, but he's a good, solid, mm-hmm. you know, steady Eddie good. Uh, guy. And he, and coming off a tough night against the Titans, where him and Sheriff had tough nights against that Titans uh, interior, Simmons and Tart, who are really good players. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the whole I, I highlighted the tackles because they had the that's who had the big matchups. Um, but I thought the whole line played well. Yeah, I mean Trevor had time back there to operate, um, and this is, and they did it when it was at its at the biggest toughest moments. I mean, the second half, you know, you got to throw the ball. Right. Now, and, and, and you know what, Tony? And now, to, Doug, to Doug's credit, they ran it a lot more than I, I yeah. probably would have. He kept them honest. He kept them honest. He, yeah. he, and he did. It also felt like the first half, Tony, is like the Chargers had 13 defenders out there. What did they do to get so open in the second? I mean, it wasn't just Trevor well, wasn't didn't. playing good. They were not open at all for the first quarter and a half, it felt like. Well, it wasn't like they were wide open. In the second half, outside of Zay Jones, who just ran right past. Yeah, but you know, Marvin Jones, his touchdown, he was, there was no one around him. It it seemed like there was more of an opening than there was, but they didn't do anything different, you're saying? Well, they did. I'm sure they did. I mean, I don't know if I, you know, I'm not the expert in route combinations and and everything else. They, They did some things different. They found more holes in the middle. They got Evan Ingram, which Evan, I said at halftime to Jeff, I said Evan Ingram's got a, He's he is the biggest matchup issue for them. Now they had Derwin James, but Evan is such a difficult matchup for teams because of his speed mm-hmm. and his athletic ability as a tight end. And so they got him, and he made some great catches. Maybe one of the best plays of the night, yeah. which no one's talking about. He's on a crosser. That one on the right hip, yeah. Uh, and it's down yeah. right hip. It felt like it was down by his yeah. knee. Yeah, yeah like an ankle grab. Even. Yeah. yeah, he is full stride. Yeah. Doesn't break stride. Yeah, that was good. He reaches down his hands and then outruns the linebacker to the corner and gets like a 30-yard. I mean, yeah. that play right there, I was like, holy It's going to be an inter- I, interesting decision, decision this offseason. No, if, There's if they, no interesting decision. Well, unless, none. unless somebody else offers him three years 50, Tony, and they can't match or whatever Great. the number might Great. be. Yeah. You know what you do is you, you tag him. Okay, all right. I mean, that dude is – Can you do that with your salary cap ramifications? Well, they're going to have to cut guys. Yeah. I mean, you got you got to decide really. Remember, like, they yeah. got Trevor now, dude. They can turn the whole roster over. The year in year, this is what happens. You get that guy. Other guys are going to come and go. Good players are going to come and go. The difference is, we kind of got the tone from a from a from a. Well, psych- let me say this about Evan. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Say one thing about Evan. Yeah. Because, you know, the book on him coming out of New York, great athlete, mm-hmm. not a great blocker, and some drop problems. That was kind of the book. Mm-hmm. And he's come in. And there's no one who works as I – mean, I shouldn't say no one, but he is one of the hardest-working guys I've seen. He's been and, fantastic. And the guy is – his craft is so important to him. Mm-hmm. And if you, ever, if you ever just want to watch, I mean, you can't as a fan because it's so early. He is there three and a half hours before the game. Yeah, on he's the always field. first out there, yep. He's on the field with one of the staff, and he puts these glasses on that create, I don't know, the strat, something – to help force him to focus even more. Uh-huh. On, and he does about 30 minutes of ball skill drills. Mm-hmm. 
every every game. Yeah, those are during. I mean, the dude is so uh, such a hard worker, and it's important to him. And those are the type of guys you need on your team. Well, that's he's productive too. You also need and, that. He's been well. The, well that's my point. Yeah. That, why he's productive is because he's super talented. Yeah. But it's not enough for him. And I'm with you, Tony. Lesney used I, to come out yeah, early. And he I'm with you, Tony. A thousand percent, I want him back. I did. I didn't know that it was just like well, part I mean, and parcel. They're never going to let him leave. I don't. I, well, I, I, this is this I, is Tony Bissell. I hear talking. you. This is, yeah. this, no, this I know. This is Trent or Doug talking. Yeah. This, ultimately, those two are going to make the call. Sure, Tone from. But I think I think you have to keep him. Tone from a second. And here's their thing. Yeah. He's blocking. Oh, he's he been great. great. I mean, yeah. he's been terrific. He had a great block on Bosa on a. 10 yard runs out to the outside that uh, ETN had early. I mean, he's just, he's a, he's a very important part. And yeah, it's and a so to answer your question, the second half, I mean, Trevor got better. Yeah. Now the first two interceptions too, let's, let's just level set this. Tone, hold on. Was, that leads me into a question I wanted to ask you, Chris, right. from a psychological, uh, that's what I was so amazed about Trevor on Saturday night. I mean, here's the most important game of the kid's life, right? And he's on prime time. He's everybody's watching. And I know you can make him versus Herbert. Yeah, I mean, guns. it had everything. And, and, yeah, you can make a deal about the first two, and that was bad luck, but then he got – but then he had two horrible picks. So he's got four picks. I mean, listen, how many – I just don't know how many people could come back from that. That's where I think this, like, this winning DNA comes in with this kid because, man, most quarterbacks, including NFL guys, would want to just dig a hole and climb into it, or they can't come back. They, I mean – it was to me that was the most incredible thing of the night is the way that this guy just you know let him back. Let me give the numbers, Tony, and then you comment just to remind folks. He started four of sixteen at one point with four picks, but in the first half he was ten of twenty four, yeah. seventy seven yards, a passer yeah. rating of twenty four and a half. Yeah, in the sec- one touchdown, four picks. The Jags' the- leading receiver was Asante Samuel at in one this- point. In the second half, a same guy who went 10 to 24 for 77, one touchdown, four pick, 24 rating, went 18 to 23 for 211, three touchdowns, no picks, 144 and a half passer rating. Tony, he said, hold my syrup. I'm going to Waffle House. It was remarkable. Well, he's special. Yeah. I mean, I, what else? I mean, he's a special individual. Yeah. Um, he proved his mental toughness to me Oof. last year. Just like, with all they I, went I, through, yeah, that's and fair. He like like I've never questioned that dude's mental toughness. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you another moment after the the game in London, Denver, when everybody I don't want to say everybody because I was never in this camp, and I said it on the radio, but a, a lot of people in our community, I think people were looking around in the building <laughs> like, what the hell's going on, right? Because remember, this team was playing pretty well, right? And Trevor was making some key mistakes during games, but then that Denver game had imploded on him, right? Where he was just awful. Two horrible picks, horrible. And I remember yeah. sitting there in the airport after the game because I flew back with the team, and we were in this holding area because we had to wait like an hour at the stadium before we could leave. And we're they had this big meal room set up, and Trevor was sitting by himself. I think it was with his wife. In this in this room, and I just sat there looking at him, going, "What is going through that young guy's head right now?" Because that was just a tough game. It was bad, and I just remember sitting there thinking, "This is going to be another huge test for him." Because the weight of the world, you know, you're the franchise quarterback. You just laid the biggest egg. Yeah. 
And from that moment on, the dude's just gotten better every week and is just who he is. And the guy is tough. He is physically tough. Like, I love it. He sits in the pocket. He never flinches. He's tough as hell. But mentally, what sets him apart? Because you're right, Dan. A lot of guys. Oh, my God. Four picks. I was sitting in the booth saying he might throw 10 tonight. <laughs> the, way we, the way it was going. <laughs> I was like, what's the record? And uh, and he just kept on going. And, and Tone, when and has he, he ever had that? I mean, this kid, I mean, he dominated in high school. And he dominated in college. So, this is his first real, I mean, last year and then the first half of this year, first real taste of that kind of stuff. Whereas, and, and well, I don't think the doubt is ever really, I don't know, maybe, it, I don't know. Like you said, what's going through his mind? I don't know, but somehow, some way, I just, I, I marveled at what he did Saturday night. Well, it's, let's start, it's how he was obviously raised. Yeah. With, with his family, his dad, his mom, and I mean, he was raised right, obviously. Um, he has special ability. Just God-given special ability, mm-hmm. and then it's important to him. Yeah, and he wants to be good. He knows his what he's what he has and what he can be, and it's just who he is. And I you just sit there and I, I marvel at it because I know what it's like to be on the field and not playing quarterback, but playing that game when things go against you. You know what else and I like about him, Tone? Too, he has this ability to be real, be authentic. And what I mean is that when he came to the league, he kind of said he was famously quoted in SIs, I don't have a chip on my shoulder, right? A lot of people, well, I said I don't have a chip on my shoulder. I'll never have a chip. To right. the point of saying it is almost a chip on your shoulder. But I watched his sit-down interview, and it's something he said these last few weeks. Is yeah, he does have a chip. And people burying him, saying he's not good enough, this team's not good enough. And, and you know, he's taking that chip, and he's he's crushing it, right? I mean, Well, he, and you listen to the guys. When they talk about him, they're like, they never had doubt. Yeah. Like, no, well, that's our guy. Mm-hmm. That's who we're riding. Well, we now know, out. I mean, literally now there's evidence. This isn't a feeling anymore or feel good. Wow. We're never out of a game. I mean, if you're not out of a game down 27 nothing with your QB throwing four, if he can come back from that, he can come back from anything, you're always going to be in a game. Patrick Mahomes took note on uh, Twitter. He said, just crazy, man, uh, with an exclamation point. And our favorite, Kevin Durant, you ready, on yeah, Twitter? Yeah. Looked like Jacksonville just had to get them playoff jitters out of the way so they could lock in. This was an elite display of football in that second half. Respect. Oh, oh. There we go. No, it, it, Well, and you should respect him, and you should respect his team. And, and listen, and going back to my point, the, two, the first two interceptions were not on Trevor. Right. It was, it was a crazy tip volleyball bouncing around, right. you know, the way it goes. And interference. And then the, and then the other one, interference. Interference at yeah. the top of the route. The refs right? were terrible. We beat them, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were. Had a bad night. They were atrocious. Bad night. Oof. They were atrocious. But, you know, it was just, I'm going to go back to, and Trevor deserves a ton of credit. I mean, what he did. That offensive line, mm-hmm. when it's the toughest, they gave him time in the biggest moments. And young guys are stepping up. Walker Little, I'm just so happy for him. And, boy. It speaks to the future. It gives you some optionality next yeah. year. You got Cam coming off a knee. You got you have to figure what you're going to do with Juwan Taylor. You go into next season saying, "Oh, that's all right. We got one tackle. I promise you that." In Walker Little, because I right. think he's only going to get better and better and better. And give Trent Baalke credit because he was getting killed for that pick. Yeah. And you know, aren't we glad he's on the roster? Boy, we and, that's, well when the, when your starting left tackle goes, that also coincides with this win streak. What they've done with the chips down here at the end of the season and. And what it's going to mean moving forward, I, I mean, just not a doubt in my mind. You're, you know, and we got more to finish this year. We can get into all that talk, 
This is a double-digit well, win, division winning, get some home field games deeper in the playoffs kind of kind of kind of franchise we got here coming up these next well, no, this dozen is, years. Well, this is the next decade. Yeah, you know, just, yeah. You keep uh, sixteen healthy and keep Doug Peterson as your head coach. Yeah, the next yeah. decade, a lot of success you're, coming. You're gonna win. I, I've said it. I told. I said Trevor's gonna win at least one Super Bowl. Well, let's go. So he, you're gonna win Super Bowls mm. with this with this guy and this coach and this and the players they have. And I'm telling you guys, the biggest thing is Doug Peterson. I mean, Trevor's huge. You got to have the franchise quarterback. I mean, that's just stating the obvious. But if you don't think coaching matters, then you don't know what you're talking about, especially in the NFL. Coaching matters. Yeah, for sure. And Doug Peterson, I mean, to me, it's down to two guys for coach of the year. Him and Dayball? No. Oh. Uh, Dayball's third in my book. It's either him or Shanahan. Which Kyle Shanahan's done with third with a third team quarterback. Pretty good. Rookie. It's like unreal. Yeah. And what Doug has done with a franchise, because people, like the, the Giants were in disarray. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And Dayball's done an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. Mm-hmm. But the, Doug Peterson was not just fighting like a couple years of dysfunction. He was dealing with a decade of brokenness. Two, two decades, year. to be honest with you. Wow. I mean, just broken. Two and a half. <laughs> and and for, for him to come in and do what he's done, yes, the wins and losses, but the whole culture of the place, it's different. You can feel it down there. And you could feel it before they ever got in the playoffs. It was a different place, and that's because of the leadership of Doug Peterson and his staff and everyone that's in that building, but Doug's the leader of the organization. Um, and his – like the reason the team doesn't panic, because Doug doesn't panic. And I said I, on the radio we were talking, it was, we were down twenty-seven nothing. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said if they can get in and get one touchdown before the end of the half, this is a different. It's a, it's different going into the second half. Mm-hmm. And not just because you 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 make it a twenty-point game instead of a twenty-seven point game. You walk into the half team time as the team just was something to build on. And now you feel like you're in territory you've been before. Like, okay, we're down 20. We've been down 17 multiple sure. times in the second half. Like, okay, we just got to score. It's been bad. You know, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. But we're down 20, and we just scored. Go get one stop. We're right back in this thing. And that's what happened. And so that was a, that, that, that drive late to get that touchdown was huge because it changed everything going into the locker room. And as a player and as a coaching staff, it allows you to have something to build on, some positive, some positive momentum. And now you go into the second half and you feel like it's a new game. And this team came out and it just – and the Chargers helped them a little bit from doing some idiotic things. You need a break. But to win a game, down 27, minus five in the turnover margin, <laughs> and come back and win yes. that thing, yeah. I've, I've, I've never – never happened in the NFL. No, that's what takes us back to, you know. Minus five. Takes us back to to your introduction. This team on Saturday night put itself in some rare air, both yeah. playoff, home wins, uh, all-time wins. Well, Tony. No, keep, Jeff, yeah. Jeff, you're right, though. This team, is, if you just kind of go forward over the next, you know, decade, when they're talking about great teams and great memories and teams that the fan base love, this 2022 team will be right up there with the 96. Yeah. Team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We could keep, we could keep going. It's it's and, and like you said, you know, you, you you feel confident this team will win a Super Bowl. And my response would be, well, let's go get it this year. Why not? Stranger oh, hey, things listen. have happened, you know. 
I'm not be right satisfied now. with just no. There's you know, no team, not. and there's no team out there right. that looks like oh my. Like there's right. always an oh my god team in the league. They right. don't. I'm not saying they always win, but there's always one. They don't. I don't. I don't look at this game at Kansas City as being oh my god. We right. got. And there have been trips where you're like oh we don't have a chance here. Right. I don't feel that way. No. I feel like it's going to go right down to the wire. I think it's and, a fourth quarter game. And this just in the NFL. We're kind of a good wire team down here. That's right. We're kind of a good wire well, team. No, I mean, this is, I mean, I don't know what the line is, but Casey's going to be a touchdown plus. Yeah, they're nine. Eight. Nine yeah. point favorites. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me. I mean, they deserve to be. They're the best team in the uh, NFL right now, in my opinion. Okay. Then we're the, then we're the 49ers. Bengals, Bengals say we own those guys. So. Well, I, they do. I, I'm <laughs> with you, though, Tone. I, the Bengals... You can only ride that so long. We'll see. They got the bills. This oh, week. I, I, actually, I disagree with you there, Jeff. I think that's I, fine. Ride, yeah. I think you can ride Joe Bur- Burrow to about Super Bowl almost every year. That well, kid is okay. I think they'll lose we'll at see. Buffalo, but yeah, we'll see. Well, they could. Oh, they very easily. Sure. Could. I, I will say this about Burrow that we it's fair, and the and the other guys got good weapons too, but nobody's got Burrow weapons. He's got the uh, between Mahomes and Allen and the other quarterbacks. No one has the weapons. Burrow he has the best ones. Got a great running back and three really good receivers. One top five ish. So. But the other teams were good too. I don't know. Was a lot of good quarterbacks, and we got one here too. Yeah, that offensive line for Cincinnati. Yeah, that's fair. Last they night they're down three now. So yeah. now down three guys. So, but I mean, you look at it. This is how this is this is how the AFC is going to be. Yeah, let's yeah. go round robin, second, buddy. You have you have Lawrence, Mahomes, Allen, and uh, and Burrow, in, and and Herbert probably can. And still, Herbert, Herbert can well, still Herbert's get in right there. there too as a player. Yeah, that's but, the, he, yeah. they're going to get. He has, to, he has to overcome being a charger. Yeah. Oh, Man, speaking of that, I'll leave you with this. Okay. Here is a here is a tweet, and it's not what he said, which is as funny as the person who actually sent it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to welcome to those. I'd like to welcome those unfamiliar with the full Chargers experience. Enjoy. That came from former Chargers running back Jacob Hester. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, but this week's great, though. This is. House you money a little bit. Kind of got some house well, money here. Absolutely, it's house money. You go into, you go in. Now, as a player, you don't feel that way, though. Because yeah. I remember in 96, I never felt like it was house money. I'm like, wait a second, we're going to play a game. Right. Like, we're going to win. And this team, I mean, the fans and all of us can talk about house money. This team's going in there thinking they're going to win the football game. I promise you that. Right. Doug Peterson will have them ready where they will, and they'll go back and look at the game that we lost in Kansas City. Yeah. And they're going to say, wait a second. We played terrible right. when we lost by 10. Yep. Terrible. Like, we can play with these guys. We can beat these guys. We should beat these guys. They'll get to, they'll get, it, by the time this thing kicks off, in their brains, they will be convinced that they're the better team they go. Yeah. They're going to well, like it. Listen, I, all right, we got to run, big fella. We're up against. Appreciate you. Thank you, Tone. Have a great trip to Kansas City. Bring us home a win. We want Anthony Baselli. We want another good Monday next week. Junior, uh, we got to make a ruling on a Guggen when we come back, so we'll okay. do that. Yeah, we're, uh, as Tony's blown up our broadcast clock, we're happy to do it. So it means we're going to have some kind of you yeah. know shorter segments, but it will be so chock full with intel that you'll be like, wow. Do not miss it. Wow. It's a Monday morning quarterback, divorcementonly.com. We were going to take a lot to turn it around, but there's no, I told the guys at home, there's no 27-point plays. You know, it's going to be one play at a time. And that's, that's what it took, one play at a time all the way down the field again and again and again and all we can do at this point we dug ourselves in this hole all we can do is just try to score every drive you know then trust our defense and if they get a stop great gives us a chance to score if they don't great we'll get the ball back we'll go score again so that was our mindset um, and you just gotta you gotta keep playing with confidence that was the one thing just self-talk in my head you know you're going back and forth it's tough you know when you're struggling and not playing well 
All right, let me just line item this unbelievable comeback the Jags were able to pull off. But when Justin Herbert missed a wide open Keenan Allen the end zone, it would have been a surefire touchdown. The Chargers kicked a field goal. They led with 425 to go in the half. They led 27 to nothing. Over the final 34-25, here's how the game played out. Chargers had five possessions. Uh, the results were as follows. Three plays, minus one yard, punt. Seven plays, 37 yards, punt. Seven plays, 45 yards, field goal. 14 plays, 58 yards, miss field goal. Three plays, five yards, punt. That's 144 yards on 34 plays allowed by the defense. 4.2 per play. Uh, yielded just three points. Meanwhile, the Jaguars' next five drives. Seven for 47 and a touchdown in the first. 14 for 89, touchdown. Five for 68, touchdown. Nine for 70, touchdown. 10 for 61, field goal. The touchdown drives the shortest of the second half, 68 yards. And thus, the one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history was born. And you can't help but feel like, uh, Dan, or just the, 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 the life span of what's about to happen in front of us we're just like busting out of the infancy stage right yeah. i mean we're we're past losing we're now to winning we're now to winning division we're now getting to the playoffs we're now winning a playoff game and here's to just keeping it going this saturday in in kansas city all right hear ye hear ye the boys are about to speak this on the text line designed by lifetime enclosures okay uh, official application i'm officially requesting to convert to full-time jags fan okay let's listen to the case please okay uh, born and raised in Jacks, but family from D.C. Always had Washington fans first, but always been Jack supporters. Well, understood. That's a lot of people. Okay. I've been wavering for four to five years because of Washington's ineptitude. Grew up, though, on Tony, Jimmy Keenan, Freddie T., Brackens, Double D, Brunel, Coach Coughlin, but never could let go of family roots until this season. I'm ready to be all in on the Jacks. Need the approval, though, of the media mogul and Twitterless Jeff because I hold them in the highest regard of Jag fandom. What am I, just chopped liver? Yeah. You are a vote on the drill here. <laughs> so, Well, I think he is referencing back to a long time ago when we were I would you know, say this, doing the same thing. I would say this. Uh, my hand is out, friend. We will pull you up onto the bandwagon. However. You have to stay. It, we're a lot like Yellowstone. We put the brand on you. It's life. Yeah. You don't go back. Right. Be sure. You can't. Can't. No. You can't yeah. sit Otherwise, we take you to the train station, if you know what and, I mean. And, from, and, and there's no, and in fact, because of the way you described it, because yeah. you seem to have be having some difficulty in dealing with it, we're going to take you a little, we're, we're going to take you a step further than most conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to like Washington anymore. No. They don't get to be your second no, team. No two-team guy. Or your childhood no, team. No, no, no. You know, they're done. Can't be a two-team guy. It doesn't matter. the ja- if, if the Jaguars in some... You know, future dystopian world. Twenty yeah. years from now, are three and nine. Yeah, and Washington comes to town twelve and zero. Can't do it. You're Jaguar till you die. It says the boys say Duval till we die. Yes. So yes, yes, you are officially a Jag fan, but consider the branding put on you. That's it. by us. And Not if going you ever, back. if we ever catch you wavering, you're off to the train station. It's that it, simple. Yeah, and it won't, and and we may tie you to the tracks. Yeah, just say it. Yeah. Just so that we're up front. So, yeah, yeah I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Yeah, I think it's very fair. In fact, I think you should celebrate your coronation, mm-hmm. your admission into our group mm-hmm. by having a good, solid, gut-filling lunch at Waffle House today. That would be nice. I think that would be symbolic. Yeah. Maybe go with some of your other Jaguar friends. Yes. And and so, yeah, welcome to the club. 
Yeah. I told you this was this subject came up. There's a little bit of conversion therapy I feel going on within my own family. Yeah. There right? you go. There you go. You know, one of my kids, the the, the, the Braves, Hawks, Falcons. He just, you know, he mm-hmm. gravitated to the Falcons when he was when he was little, mm-hmm. and and that's my, you know, that's that's loving his daddy and following his daddy's teams. The mm-hmm. other one was always I've been a Jag, but the Falcon fan. The other one didn't like you. No, he, he loved me jack. as well, but oh. he wasn't his biggest sports fan. This one's kind okay. of more my, you know, uh, intense loyalty to Atlanta, even, I like though that. I, even though I had switched over uh, by then. But I got an interesting text from him. Mm-hmm. Okay, now this is completely out of character, again, along the lines of conversion. Um, he said was very – I got this Sunday morning, okay? Uh, again now, like like no, no waffling, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was Falcons fan. The Jags stunk, and he was – happy to tell his brother that right you know how kids are mm-hmm. was very relieved this morning when i woke up to see it was not a dream and the jags won wow can't tell you the last time i enjoyed a falcons game that much that's the beginning of <laughs> that's the a end. waffle uh e made a call in late night that we need to die was he under the was he just like like we're gonna listen and find out because okay. there's been a lot of reports this okay. happened do we have an exact time on the phone call, E? I didn't look at it. I think it was about 2.45 a.m. Yeah, it was the second hour. Ten, the 1010 XL cruise, man, we've been pushed to the our, you know, our limit, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. your boys down at the state, you too, obviously, but I you know, famously get up earlier than anyone here in the mm-hmm. 3 o'clock hour. Being down at that stadium at you know midnight on a Saturday ain't the easiest thing. So this is the— but I'm there till the end. This is the fifth quarter show on 1010 XL. This is for the real— Hardcore Jag fans who want to get on the air and talk football still hours after the game has ended. And lo and behold, let's see who popped up around 2.45 a.m. Ah, we got our guy E.T. Oh. Up late with us Hacker here on the here. fifth quarter. E.T., how are you, sir? Come on, somebody. <laughs> yeah, bring him on. What were your thoughts, man? What a game. I ain't going to lie. When we was down, when we was down 20, 27, I was ready to go home. Yeah, uh-huh. but, yeah. I think we then, all were. But then them Jaguars, they did they thing. Oh, them oh, Jaguars, no. they prevailed. Oh. They, oh, I want to say some bad words right now. Whoa, no, no. Them ja- <laughs> come on, them Jaguars. Oh. <laughs> come uh, on, Jeff, somebody. Listen, I want to give a shout out to, to, to the fans. Uh-huh. That bud zone was rocking. Because they stayed there the whole time. Yeah. They had faith the whole time. Everybody, they were swinging them towels. They yeah. were singing them songs. They was like, come on, Trevor. They was like, come on, defense. I love the way the city comes together when we play like that. Because I tell you, I had about 70,000 cousins in there. And we was all screaming for them Jaguars. Come on, somebody. All right. All right. Love it, man. All right. Let's get a ruling here. Uh, okay, Jeff, uh, uh, UI, please. UI number. <laughs> Under the influence yeah. number? Yeah, I need a UI number. BAC, I need a blood yeah. alcohol content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know, Or dude. other, or other. Uh, I don't know what. Yeah, nah, uh, Well, the other is always in play. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't want to test the other right now. No. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. All right. Um, All right. But the BAC. Now, he went to 11 of 17 tailgates. What time did yeah. you start on Saturday afternoon or mid-morning? Well, I got down there at 1 p.m. All right, so 1 p.m. One, here's what I'm So, it say. is more than now, 12 now, hours later. I will say yeah. this, too. E.T., like, I still get to that point and run with people to that point a lot more than Dan does at this stage. Right, like, I'm right. around people that have been partying, you know, a little bit more than Nick. I'm going to say this. From what I heard there, I'm going to put the UI uh, number kind of low. I don't yep. think it's super high. Yep. Okay. I think it, I think the UI number had peaked hours earlier 
And this is just the horse this is the wind down. You're wound down. Yeah. The, the UI's gone away, but okay. there's a, still a bit of a fog to the UI. Yeah. And you're just, yeah. You're, yeah. Right. So, I, don't, right. yeah, I think he could have passed. I mean, you know, drive sober, get pulled over. I think he would have been fine. Okay. You Easy. know, with the breathalyzer. Okay. But I, I think you heard the after effects of, at one point, that UI being a little higher. Yes. And, and then again, just the... The long, hard day that, that it was. All right, we'll take a break. We'll keep it rolling. He, uh, glad to hear Aren't that. you glad you're our guy here? You get that kind of <laughs> personal inventory right. free of charge. All right, this is the drill. All right, so welcome back. Uh, play-by-play broadcaster Al Michaels made a special return to NBC on Saturday night alongside Tony Dungy. Uh, the third largest comeback in NFL playoff history, though it was difficult to not be excited about or very least invested in the dramatic finish Michaels' call of the game left quite a bit to be desired. To begin with, Michaels was referring to a seemingly unrelated incident with three seconds left and the ball in the process of being snapped. He managed to pick up the action just in time for Patterson to boot the game winner, but fell silent as the ball was in the air. As the crowd screamed in jubilation about seeing the ball pass through the uprights, Michaels was subdued, pointing out that Patterson had made the kick, but there was a flag on the play. Jack players were running around on the field, wildly celebrating, as the broadcast crew tried to decipher the penalty, ultimately called on the defense, no effect on the outcome. While Michaels can't be blamed for trying to provide accurate information, his tone during the most important moment of the evening fell completely flat and failed to capture the impact of Jacksonville's historic comeback. Um, so these are some of the tweets about it. I worship Al Michaels. Seriously, one of my all-time heroes. Is it just me, though, or is that one of the most subdued announcing booths possible for a comeback? I don't get it. Um, uh, uh. Uh, Al Michaels is a is a gosh darn legend, but he and Tony Dungy were just awful on this call right to the end. Not fitting of an epic comeback. I've seen that a lot. As disgusting and shameful as the Chargers' loss was, what was worse was the decision to have Michaels and Dungy destroy one of the greatest comebacks in playoff history. They were abysmal, completely disinterested, and lame as any announcing duo in history. I'm really struck at how dry Al Michaels and Tony Dungy are after witnessing a team come back from a 27-0 deficit to win a playoff game. Viewers were cheated. Al Michaels was too bored to call the end of the game. Come on, man. Michaels and Dungy are nice men, but it's like they're calling a golf tournament, not a playoff game. The Jags had one of the most... These are one after another after another, so you get the idea. And then in the article, it says this. And if you could again cue that up. While Michaels and Dungy may have come up short on their own broadcast... Jaguars radio play-by-play boys, Frankie Frangi, did not. Frankie. Frankie Frangi is what it says. And then it says, Fergie provided the ideal soundtrack to one of the most memorable moments in Jacksonville's franchise history with his electric call of Patterson's game winner. Fergie Frankie Frangi (laughs) with the game winner was terrific. Cook puts it down. Patterson's kick is up. The field goal is good. Good. Good! The Jaguars have won it! The Jaguars have won it! They have come back from 27-0 to win the game and move on! How good is that? Yeah, it's very good, Frank. Very, or Fergie very good. or Frankie or... Yeah, whatever. I like those... Uh, I always see those little videos where they do the split screen where they show yeah. the play and they show yeah. the guys in the booth. I enjoy those. Those are cool. I, I texted Frank that this weekend. Yeah. Uh, he and those guys are excited. Logs and, and Baselli, you know, it's it's been a long time. Uh, can I can I address another social media issue, please? I don't know if it's an issue yet. I hope not. Um, I'm just gonna say to a certain diva 
mm-hmm. who once called Jacksonville home, save your dignity, brah. Don't, <laughs> don't you come groveling back now. No. The answer, Jalen, isn't no. It's hell no. 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 Take shame your- on- And by the way, I love yeah, you, Jack fans. No, no. No, we don't want him back. No. We have spoken. He's not welcome back. Here. TF we will, as the yeah. boys would say. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Hey, no. Jalen, no, sir. Uh, uh, Jalen uh, Jalen got all- fairness, yeah. E, do you have a vote? We good, bro. Yeah, yeah we no. good. Jalen got all googly-eyed with us now. Yeah. Oh, my, something to the effect of, I'm, I'm not going to lie, my heart never left Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, well. Well, your body did. Yeah, Jacksonville kicked you right in the hoo-ha, buddy. I, now, yeah. Your heart left Jacksonville. What about your back? Your heart left Jacksonville yeah. and your back left Jacksonville, Yeah, your buddy. bank account, your yeah. money truck. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're good, Jalen. No. We're good. No. Take your prima donna yeah. diva better than Dallas. everyone. Go, go play on. in Dallas. Correct. Yeah, go, go wherever. Go anywhere you want. You ain't, you ain't coming. coming. No. No, no. No, sir. No. Don't want to. No. I tell you, I... There is one scenario with, with within which you can rejoin us, Jalen. What's that? You play for free. Yeah. And we know that that's a game ender for yeah. you. The only yeah. thing important to you is money. Yeah. Um, and you went to a perfect organization that all they cared about was money, enough to buy themselves a title. But we're good here, Chief. Yeah. You don't get to come experience this fun. It was more like a meticulous machine out there in L.A. where you bought all the parts and yeah. it better come through. What we're doing here is fun. Yeah. And we don't need your poison. We don't need it. Uh-uh. No, no, no. You're not going to run off, leave us, make up a lie, cheat and remarry, and now all of a sudden you want to come back? No, sir. No, we don't play that. Ain't happening. Yeah, we got to you save your dignity, buddy. Don't grovel because we have ours, and it ain't taking you back. DK Sportsbook has confirmed this bet was made. 27 nothing at halftime. A guy comes up with $1.4 million, puts it on the Chargers to win the game. Just win the game. It only would have paid $11,200. Gosh, that's dumb. My man lost $1.4 million. To win 11 dollars. That's like betting. Now, obviously, he's like, got a ton of money. That's but like betting $1,500 to win 15 cents. Take but. me through a game if you've just bet $1.4 million, the sweat beads on your forehead. Well, you at bet. 27 you bet 7, at, he 27 bet. 14. Yeah. All right, let's get a score. All right, 30 14. Eh, 30 20. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm assuming you have more money than you could ever keep up with. Yeah, you bet. I just you better I, be mattress Mac like. And I don't and you and I also assume you fell into your money because it's just a terrible aura. Why would you ever bet that? And by the way, read the room. Do you know who you're playing? These jokers in Jacksonville have been doing this now for about two months. I yeah, I wouldn't even though, listen, it's very natural for hundred percent of people to think, gosh, we're not winning this game at twenty seven nothing. Right. Right. Some people felt it. Some people to a higher degree, but yeah, I, still you, you gotta can't keep it real, yeah, man. You we, can't bet that. Listen, a lot of people and and what I did on Twitter on that particular night is I'm going to stop tweeting for a while because yeah. I'm about to say yeah, something I regret. Yeah, yeah, y'all can't do that because yeah. you do. You end up wrong. Especially and then with you this guys team. love to come back with all these things and all these blah blah blah. I get it. I would too. If yeah. somebody that I listened to and trusted and respected was telling me middle of the second quarter we're terrible, season's over. Yeah. I would think I would come back to. I mean, really, dude? Settle. Yeah. Just, just save it. All I would say to all my Twittering friends, and you, they're all tweeting but me. Yeah. Wait till the game ends and then make no, your opinion. No, that's what's the fun about yeah. Twitter. You don't, well, don't you talk on yeah. Twitter. You don't understand. I can. I do. If you're going to come back and say save it, yeah. then I'm going to I'm going to tweet your quotes in yeah. the press box. No, that's happening. not the same. <laughs> yeah, that's not the same thing at all. That's my point. Yeah, that's my point. So, um, that that's why you put public versus private, I guess. Anyway. Yeah. 
But if you, yeah, if you're, yeah, I mean, I this get is what we do. We I'll watch the this. game and we uh, speak on the yeah. game. Well, then don't like get butt hurt if, if you're not gonna, telling you you're if not, you're not you, but if you're general. not going to play the game, then you shouldn't comment. Well, I mean, I see how the game's played. I sit next to the guy in the in the press box uh-huh. for four hours yeah. and I say ten words to him because he's on the keyboard the whole time. Yeah, we tweet. That's how the game's played. That's how it's played. Chuckling and laughing. I'm right, talking to him. He doesn't even hear anything. Et oh, bounces off his ear. He can't, he can't even on. understand. He, I can't even have a human conversation yeah. Yeah, yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah. This tweeting. is the drill. It's oh. a Monday morning oh, quarterback. No, 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 no. Divorce. Oh, what? No, what do you mean? No, 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 no. What? What's wrong? I want to look. You want to go look and see what I was tweeting? I want to see what I tweeted. I want to see if I hammered where we were with this. Were you talking? Were you talking about Jeff? We were. No, we were talking earlier about hacker. That's where I'm talking about. No, I understand, but I like to see what what was being said and um during the game here. Hold on, this is good. Let's get through here. All right, so here we are. Um, and like I said, I said one of the things I said is the Jags look like they weren't ready for a fist fight. Right, and they weren't. They were getting blasted. That's, not, early. that's different. I'm talking about the, the, this take that comes in in the middle of the second quarter. Well, it's good season. This game's over. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, bad start. Tip ball picked by LA. Two play touchdown. Disaster. Trevor picked on fourth and seven. Someone needs to wake the refs up too. Can we get a bounce? Okay, we'll take that stop. Man, this thing couldn't start any worse. All we need is one good drive. We're right back in it. I said it a million times. How can there be no penalty if you throw a flag? Oh, boy, Trevor. Disintegrating before our eyes. Very tough to win NFL games when you're minus three in turnovers. Even tougher at five. 30-yard flag throw, jackass. (laughs) All right, boys, let's just matriculate down the field and get some points. I did not see this coming. I may have to stop tweeting because I'm about to say things I will regret. The comeback begins... Hmm. See, you did. Dear That's, Chargers, could you do the me usual a, Charger thing just one more you're time? You're not giving the example Dang it, of Dougie. What you challenge that about. thing. Boom. I need one turnover from the defense. Uh, Thank you, Dicker okay. the Kicker. Uh. <laughs> this is what we do on Twitter. And then everybody reacts. It's fun. This is the drill. You know, if you look back on Sunday, November 13th, the Jags were heading into the bye week, hopeful after beating the Raiders the week before, coming from 17 nothing down uh-huh. in that one. Yep. Get a little hot, get a little momentum. Get a little hot. Uh, but the Kansas City Chiefs were there waiting, and instead we hit what ultimately would be the low point of the season. The Jags' worst record this year by winning percentage. We were batting 300, baby. We were 3-7 and seven oh, after falling 27-17 at Kansas City. We went into the bye. And after that, as they say, it was a whole different ballgame. Six out of seven coming off of that loss to Kansas City. Not sure that really had anything to do with it. When you point to a loss earlier in the year that everyone looks to as the turning point, it was Trevor uh, against Denver, right? Missing those easy plays. And- we never really got close against Kansas City. They jumped out 20 nothing. We got 27. We got 20 to 10. And then uh, Kelsey caught a touchdown. It was 27-10. And we scored a fourth quarter touchdown with five and a half to go. Make it 27-17. That's as close as... As we would get that, that game, kind of like the one the other night, you know, down twenty to nothing and really not doing much. Didn't we drive early in that game and then we either there was he either like punted from the forty or he went there was there was a lot of there was something early in that game though. Yeah. We like our first and and Christian Kirk remember he got open deep and he dropped it like the ten yard line. Well, our first play, our first um, drive at zero zero, we took the ball. Oh, we onside kicked it. That's right. To start the game. That was our onside kick start, and we got no points out of it. Well, and, then, and we went for it on fourth and nine. At the, No, we punted at fourth and nine. Um, yeah, so we onside kicked it. And then 
Kansas yeah. City fumbled. Yeah, but they had a drive. They were driving the ball. They were driving at the 13. We got the ball back. But twice, the first two possessions, I don't think it would happen this way. Fourth and nine from the Kansas City 39, we punted. Fourth and two from the Kansas City 44, the next possession, we punted. And we had two missed field goals in the first half. That's what killed us. But we had, here's what happened. Yeah. We had that pass incomplete. Again, he he had Kirk down there inside the 10-yard line. First and 10 from the 40 on that first position. Remember, and Kirk dropped the ball. He turned around, was waiting on it like this, and he dropped. You may, I remember no. that play but yeah, uh, I hear uh, for sure. But then the uh, Jags just kind of went in the tank offensively, but down 20 to nothing. They scored just before the half to make it 20 to 7. Yeah. Got the ball to start the third, um, you know, went down and scored and made it 20 to 10. But as you said, it was 27 to 10, but that play, there was still five minutes to go in the third. We just never really, you know, offered much. Uh, Mahomes had a Mahomes-like game. He was 26 of 35, 331, four touchdowns. But what killed us is they ran for 155. That can't happen which again. they're not really good at. They cannot. We cannot let them run for 155 yards. Trevor Lawrence had a really good game, 106 rating, 29 of 40, 259, two tutties, no picks. Etienne, although, only had 11 carries. We got to run. We got to control the football. Christian Kirk had a good game. So did Zay Jones. Nine and eight catches, respectively. But like I said, missed two field goals in the first half. Totally changed the game instead of 20 to 13. And and again, if you onside kick, you got to take advantage and get, get points. So That's why I was so shocked that you would go for the onside kick, yet punt it from their 39. Yeah, fourth and nine. Even still. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what else has happened since that, since that game. And that is... Um, well, we've only lost one game since, and that was to Detroit, remember? Yeah, and, and you know... Evan Ingram is really, you know, yeah. he only had four for 14 that day. And then Baltimore, nothing. But since then, seven for 30 and a score against, um, uh, no, I'm sorry, five for 30 and a score against Detroit. Then 11 for 162 and two touchdowns. And then against Dallas, eight catches, 62 yards. Against the Jets, seven catches, 113 yards. Um, against uh, Tennessee, uh, four for 27. And then, uh, the other night, seven. And here's for where we're better. And here's where we're better as well. We had no sacks that day, and the Chiefs had five. I mean, so uh, yeah, I feel like the Jags are much better, and the Chiefs are are the same, which is still very good. Chiefs but, are great, yeah, but they're the same. We still got to cover Travis Kelsey. We still got to stop. Mahomes is the guy who makes them go. Yeah, but if they run from one fifty-five, and Mahomes had thirty-nine yards rushing that day, by the way, uh, Trevor had twenty-six yards rushing. So it's it's a great listen. It's a great challenge. It would be a stunning upset because the Chiefs are the one seed, and they're at Arrowhead, and they've been to the AFC Championship game, we say, four or five years in a row. They've sort the, of, they've been four years in a row trying to make it they, They've sort of replaced the Patriots with the formula of have a great regular season, get a team uh, that's just okay, or, or you know, uh, uh, get the AFC South team in the first round of the playoffs, and you automatically assume you're going to win now. I think it's different with this football team because they're getting a very hot, not scared, not intimidated football team right now with something to prove. So I expect a great game, but to uh, you cannot discredit or discount Patrick Mahomes. He will be the NFL MVP this year. He had a great season, and he didn't have the cheetah. So right. he just distributes the ball to everybody and anybody. Uh, Jarek McKinnon catches touchdowns seemingly every week. He's a guy you must be aware of. So... Um, great challenge for the Jags. 
going well, out there, obviously. Well, and Kadarius Tony has come along. Uh, he, I think he debuted against the Jaguars. He had, had a, a touchdown. Yeah. Then he got hurt, but the last couple of weeks he's developing as a weapon for them. And that Pacheco kid has basically taken over in the backfield. Um, yes. The, the rookie, so... By the way, I figured out the whole Al Michaels. Do you have the Al Michaels call? Yeah, this is good. This is I, I know what you're going to say yeah. here. Maybe that's you're yeah. going to tie together two yeah. stories yes. here from the text We're going to do that. The Guggins have helped us understand this. Yeah, we played First, Frank's here's call, the call over and over. Yeah. But here's Al Michaels, and, you know, again, yeah. you can, you know, feel the tension yeah. building. Meanwhile, Jacksonville can set their sights likely on Kansas City. Here we go for the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag. I mean, he didn't even give us a vintage Michael's good. Yeah. But there's a penalty marker. Well, uh, you can hear the disappointment in his in his voice. He's praying that there's a penalty on the Jags. And the reason is, and this is what one of the Googans told us, and I believe this to be true, it was Al Michaels who made the $1.4 million bet. We know he likes to gamble, right? I mean, we know he, he's always talked about spreads and such. So we know he likes to gamble. I believe Al Michaels threw $1.4 million down on the Chargers at the half to just win the game and lost that only would have paid out 11 grand and lost 1.4 million. And I think he was just like, I can't believe this is happening because it's hard. Even I don't care if you're a process, if you're mattress Mac or you're worth, you know, 15 billion, like the Mets owner, you lose 1.4 million on a bet. You're going to be, it hurts. I would think, right? No matter what, even though you can sit there and say, well, Hick, that's like you losing $140. Okay. And maybe it is. That hurts me. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Okay. So we're on the same page there. I'm pretty sure that's that was the case of that situation uh, when you look at what happened. Well, I mean, it makes sense because Al's a consummate professional. I mean, he, you, do you believe in miracles? This guy gets juiced yeah. over the smallest things. I mean, Al, and here we're finishing off the greatest comeback in in, yeah. in Jaguars history, one of the biggest in He's NFL history. He's talking about steak tartar or something. And you're not even paying. I had a wonderful dinner at Ruth Chris last night. Yeah, what are we doing, Tony? Yeah. Uh, do you think because Al Michaels too? Am I wrong here? Don't you? Don't you've always felt like when he does the kick thing, he will always say something like, and it is good. Yeah, I mean, he always had like a good. Not good, but like a good. First of all, you have to react with incredible excitement and then say, oh, there's a flag. Let's check the flag. You don't go like, yeah, the kick is up. and Oh, there's yeah. a flag on the play. I yeah. mean, honestly, it really did. It was weird. It was kind of weird. Now, the bit man who knows Al Michaels yes. and he lives out there has told me, so, again, if there's any libel or slander going on here, I'm going to directly attach it to the Bitman. Mm-hmm. But he said that Michaels is just, you know, he's just not happy at all with the way the Thursday night thing went. You know, he feels like it was beneath. I mean, you're streaming. The games were dogs. Oh, yeah. You know, so he's gone from Jeff, this. I don't know what to tell and you. And I don't mind guys working. I mean, he's a talented guy. He's a legendary broadcaster. But he's also 78 years old. I know. It's okay to, you know, play golf at L.A. Country Club every day. If you want to. I'm sure he has the money. Uh, he does play L.A. Country Club every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, he does have the money. Okay. I was just, you know, I don't know. Um, Yeah, but, but, but look, it's fair. I mean, you're excited. Look, you know, when you're a fan, you win. You want, you know, you want the whole world to recognize, right? You want yes. to be, be excited. But I, it was, I, I that wasn't just, you know, that was, that was pretty much, um, across the board, people thought that they were unenergetic, right, and unfun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do this. You want to uh, take a break? Keep it rolling? Yeah, it's the Monday Morning Quarterback, divorcementonly.com. You know what's interesting when I look around the NFL? How many, how much anger there is with coaches who took their teams to the playoffs? 
Yeah, Staley, McDaniel. I, I, uh, McCarthy. Yeah. He's won 12 games two years in a row. Fire him. Bowles, get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, Harbaugh, uh, Staley's got to go. Uh, I mean, these are all guys who have accomplished something this year. Some of them in short. Navigated their teams to the postseason. And they did it, some of them in, in short order. I mean, McCarthy, Staley, all those guys you just mentioned have only been there yeah. a year or two. Yeah. And so, by the way, if, you know, McDermott's done everything right in Buffalo, but if they lose to the Bengals or, you know, yeah. I, I, it just, you said McDaniel, he made the postseason. Uh, this, the Lamar Jackson story will be interesting. He deserves some criticism for not going to the game. I don't know, unless there's a, a really good reason, because he is the leader of that franchise. I think there was some hurt feelings somewhere, because the, 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 when he went so detailed specific about his injury midweek last week, yeah, right, that tells you that, man, I'm tired of getting thrown under the bus here. Like, I'm just, you right. know, right. he basically said, they haven't told you the truth from the get-go. And I, yeah. you know, competitive advantage is one thing, but to sit here and act like, although I will say every time John Harbaugh ever talked, he said nothing but good things about him. He loves him. Yeah, you know, he wants to come back. He I always says the right thing. Yeah. But he's sort but, of stuck between a rock and a hard place. The fact that he did not go to the game on Saturday or That's last night. a bad look on him, bad, in my opinion. 100%, I agree. And I will continue to say, and, and uh, where are you guys? Like, again, we looked at the numbers that he turned down. He's going to get franchised again at best here, which is great. I mean, oh, well, not again. This will be the first time. But he made $23 million this year, yeah. but the franchise will bring 40-something. Yeah, 45 probably. That's a lot of money. Dude. It's a lot of money. You, you win either way. I know but, these I mean, guys he, like to have the long-term. He has term. missed the last significant time in the last two seasons and— Winning time. They did the same thing last year. They, they went from like 9-5 and five and to out of the playoffs. And the thing that's a little bit dicey is that— his type of injury does not take six weeks to heal, according to every, like um, I saw an article. Well, he's got um, an injury more than Dalton what they said. Schultz. That's the point. Dalton Schultz torn PCL. Yeah, two games. Well, that's something to ask a doc now that that that, that it, Lamar has said what he has. But yeah, but I'm just saying. So I, he feels I don't it feels think unstable. But I think I think what Vic had said may have a little validity. Put a and brace if you missed on it, play. Michael Vic was disappointed. That Lamar didn't play. He said, look, and he is. He's the leader. But I, I, I kind of get the feeling, and again, I don't know if this to be true. So this is just speculation. But I kind of get the feeling Lamar's like, I'm not taking a risk for you. You don't take a risk for me. Does that, well, is that fair to say? I don't think that – I don't – that does not seem to be Lamar's competitive instinct. So I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is fair. not. This is not anything new. Coaches will often – low key an injury and not say how severe as it was to keep the other team guessing as to whether or not it'll play famously here. Coughlin did that with Fred in mm -hmm. what 97 or whatever year it was. And you know, Fred tore his groin off his bone. He was questionable for 12 weeks, you know, and there is an implication on the athlete. It is a little unfair to the athlete. You have to really take one for the team in those cases, or you can get, you know, stuck with, with labels and, yeah. you know, and criticisms that you don't, uh, deserve from the text line design my lifetime enclosures. I, yes. I, I just I don't agree. I don't. Sometimes I wonder where people are picking up their moods. Okay, what's the mood? Uh, it seems like everyone is content with making the playoffs and winning a game. We're two wins from the Super Bowl. Can we start t talking realistically about that? I don't care how young we are. You don't get what this did close I just often. say on this? Show? We've all said that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he's saying it as aggressively, but I'm just saying I do not think the overall uh, mentality is oh we won a game. No, I there these teams look beatable to me, Dan. If right. the Jags go play good at Kansas City or Buffalo or Cincinnati, they'll go to the Super Bowl. And if they go to the Super Bowl and play great against Philly or San Francisco, they'll win that. But so, the, 
But that even being said, if we were to lose, though, mm-hmm. even where we're at, mm-hmm. I'm perfectly happy with how the season played well, out sure. because nobody yeah, you, had us here. Correct. You can't we're sit there. Yeah, you should not 100%. And now this is the beautiful thing. So Trevor got, in essence, a playoff game against Tennessee. Right. Then he got another playoff game where he had to face unbelievable adversity like he'll never face he'll again. He'll never face that again. And now he gets a road test, too. Right. This is all gravy for Trevor Ma- Lawrence. Only against Mahomes and the best team in the AFC the last five yeah. years. I mean, I don't want to say nobody, but I mean, somebody did have him winning 10. Ah! <laughs> yeah, you did. I don't, I don't want to say nobody saw him here. I <laughs> believe there's a clip on YouTube that can back that. <laughs> um, you had him winning 10 in the regular season. 10 and 7, 10 and 8. You know, we're going to quibble now. We're at 10, uh, E.T. I right? mean, oh, we're at 10. One by me. There's one guy here had him in the playoffs. <laughs> and I'm just saying. I mean, this is for it just to be dismissed. Like, that didn't happen. Like, you know. I'm right. with you when you're right. All right. Doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, here's the Jalen tweet. I still love Jacksonville with all my heart, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jalen. Uh, yeah, no. No. You're a you're a cheating scamp of a of a partner. We don't have anything to do with you. You you faked a disease and left. That's what yeah. you did. Yeah. It's not you. It's me. I have this. I'm leaving. Oh, okay. Well, we're set for some great <clears throat> NFL football, and it starts with, with the Jags. Um, so... It should be uh, NBC. You said the good news is there's no two NBC games, so no, you won't get Al Michaels again, ladies and gentlemen. You'll no, get Al's not back. You'll get Tariqo and Collinsworth, and and we'll get their perspective on that's the last big boy we haven't hit yet. We got Fox's A team, yeah, and we got uh, CBS's A team. We had each A team once. We had Nance once, and then we had that the Greg Olson and whoever he does it. Kevin with. Burkhart, yeah, that's we it. had uh, uh, Tariqo and Collinsworth were talking about the game last night. About the, the yeah. and looking forward to it. So that was, um, yeah, it's a great, it's a great game. Where is the I Super Bowl this year? So where I mean, Arizona, I, we'll be going. So where, yeah. yeah, where that's <laughs> that's where we went. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, but we went out and delivered Gator Nation a national title from there one year. We did. So I mean, if we go back, it's pretty much guaranteed. Jags will be. Can you imagine if we won the Super Bowl? The Boy, parade, look at the here. whole thing. Oh man. Boy, look at it. Oh mm. gosh, I would mm. just. I mean, I just got a roll. I don't know if I'd be able. My my heart might just explode. I just got that <laughs> Braves World Series just you know barely a year ago. Hick. Oh, how about these playoffs though? Just in general, they they really there some they good lived games. up to it. They did. I I was not that excited about the divisional matchups, but when you play a team twice, there are really no surprises. So they tend to be closer games, even if you're missing. Your quarterback. There was a chance. That Miami uh, almost won to Baltimore. Yeah, it was won. close. I'm very curious, and I don't know how this is done, and, and, and every year same stuff comes up because you don't fully pay attention unless your team is in it. But I'm always curious about how they decide who, what network gets what game. In other words, Cincinnati at Buffalo is on CBS. That's the game that CBS only got one. Fox gets two this week. I think that's a round robin. I think next year CBS would get two. Fox would get one. NBC gets one. ESPN is done after tonight. This is their swan song. Uh, stop cyberbullying. Joe Buck and Troy mm. are, are off <laughs> and now on the, vacation. And, and here, by the way, off to Cabo. The competitive part of you. This is where all that money isn't worth anything. Yeah, because you, these guys you don't be kid doing yourself. These games. They like doing these big yeah. games, these championships. Like right games. now, Joe and Troy should be thinking about doing Dallas or Tampa at San Fran right. next Sunday, Not but anymore. they won't be. Yeah, and then the Super Bowl. I believe is on Fox. By the way, hey NFL, I don't need it to be Super Wild Card Weekend. When do we throw the word Super on it? Uh huh. It's Wild Card Weekend. Leave it alone. Now it's Super Wild Card Weekend. 
I, I, whatever. But I was just curious as to, like, when they get, do they get NBC, Fox, and CBS in and go, all right, boys, we know the matchups. Who want uh, first pick? Or, or they had to say, look, San Francisco is Sunday night because Dallas Tampa's playing Monday. They can't play Saturday, and it's a West Coast, so there's Sunday night. So that, that's the one game that we're, we're definitely locked into, and that's Fox. So now Fox gets that game. Or is that is the CBS have first dibs on that? Or well, I think because there's no AFC, CBS, NFC, Fox tie-in anymore either. There to a point there is, but it's I not. I think that changes completely next year. I think this year CBS will have the AFC game and Fox will have the NBC. Right? You don't have. A, I mean, the Jags are on the the NBC, but the other AFC yeah. game surely is on CBS. It's on CBS, but yeah. I'm, what I'm telling you is I don't think there are those tie like on during That's, the regular season. The Jags somewhat, against yeah, Cincinnati some, yeah. could be on Fox. Well, th- that can happen. Some it was still based, but we're moving toward it's a complete open market. Yeah, it's a like free for all. I, I think starting next year, but this year uh-huh. it was the guideline for the most each week. There was a couple that were on the odd network as to what it would normally be. Yeah, but you, they still adhered for the most part AFC CBS. But that, like like we said, that is going to uh, completely change. Yeah. So anyway, but, uh, uh, again, you know, ready for primetime players. The NFL don't know what it's doing, putting us on Saturday. I mean, that's two in a row on Saturday, and we no three actually in three in a row because. Yeah. Uh, of the Christmas game, right? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Trevor remains undefeated in Saturday football. Not the Christmas game. It was the week after, right? The Texans game? Yeah. Yeah. The No, that was Sunday, wasn't it? It was the week before Christmas. Oh, no. It we, was no. two weeks after. Yeah, yeah. What, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Christmas Eve, it couldn't have been because we played the 22nd. Yeah. yeah. We played early that week. It was after New Year's. So, anyway, here's what we'll do. Uh, but we do know the Jags will go Saturday afternoon at Kansas City. We'll take a break, make the turn for home, and hand it off to the boys from Jags today next. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL rolling with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Hello, Tony. Good morning. What's going on? Jaguars today getting ready to roll. What a weekend. What a night. What a comeback. What more can you say? You'll have a lot. Yeah, uh, we'll be talking about it for the next two hours. Phone lines will be wide open, 641-1010, and just listening to the reaction to what happened on Saturday night. And any Jaguars fan that was there, I have a feeling like that's one of those that in 30 years, everybody who claims to be a Jaguars fan is going to say they were at that one, right? Like that feels like one of those moments, but for the 70,000 that were, uh, unforgettable. Unforgettable. That's one of those, if you're a sports fan of any kind, to be in that building, I'm sure some of the fans there were just there with friends like, Hey, cool. Yeah, I'll go to the game with you. You're a fan now, right? Like, there's yeah. no way to to forget the energy. You could. Of that the building. Jags have had the greatest home season in its history without even close I, the comebacks. The, the I wins. said it on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. I I don't know the knowledge. I don't have the knowledge to know. Yeah. But I imagine what they the fans this season at home have been treated to. Yes. Over the whole season, never been is done comparable to. Any home stand in NFL history. You're probably right. For any team. I, I mean, mean, if you think about the comeback, comebacks, yeah. all of it, and the playoffs to yeah. cap it off, that's yeah. likely the last time you're going to get to see him this year. Yes. It is the last time it is. now yeah. with it's the official. top yep. four seeds all through. But unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's unreal. And for those fans that have stuck around through the last 15 years of getting nothing. Yeah. You know, it's it's wild. Yeah, 17 nothing against the Raiders, 27-10 against the Cowboys, 19-10 against the Ravens. Uh, ten nothing against the Titans, and then Shut what happened the Saturday? They had that happen yeah. this year too. Also great. I you mean, it's just a terrific, 
Yeah, what do you guys got coming up besides reacting? Uh, hopefully David Garrard in right. studio with. He hadn't let us know yet, but I'm sure he's on the way in. He's oh. not going to miss this you Monday. Ride with like, this, how baby. can you miss this Monday? Yeah. But yeah, we'll just be reacting to the game on. All Saturday right, we'll night. have a great show. Mike Thank and Tony you. getting ready for Jaguars today. Jeffrey, our work is complete. Yeah, I got a train will pull into Kansas City. We got a nice long ride this week to get it talked about as the uh, Jaguars make some history on Saturday night. Our show is history. It's been the Monday Morning Quarterback Divorcement Only We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy Jaguars today. Next year on 10th and XL.